Another episode of the conversation, understanding to be understood, and we are excited about another chance to get out and just kind of talk, grow, learn about different topics, and have a conversation and walk out of here still friends. So that's something we don't see often. So we're excited today, but we got some guests here today, or a guest. But we're gonna go around the room, get familiar with everyone, and we'll get started. I'm gonna pass the mic to my buddy Chris. This is Chris, Big Picture, C-Square, whatever, whatever moniker you want to use. Uh, <laughs> Talk to him, Chris. It's good to, it's good to be here today. I pass this off to Asif. Uh, good morning. This is Asif Razak, and I'm uh, grateful to be here today and ready to get started. And, and I'm going to pass the mic over to our friend Josh. Good morning. I'm Josh. And uh, my good friend Marshall invited me to the podcast today, and uh, I'm grateful to be here. Josh is very humble, but Josh is such a great friend and a great mind, deep thinker, um, really caring about a lot of people, and does a great work in our community. So I'm grateful to have Josh here um, as we get Thank started. You. Thank you. So um, kind of started a small conversation but I wanted to kind of get what your thoughts are on the Brittany Griner situation and um, see where we go from there because I know we can get <laughs> all over the place if we get started. So um, I'm going to start with my buddy Asif. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to see what's your, what's your opinions on what's going on. Do you believe that we should be in negotiations about swapping prisoners or do you believe that she, um, you know, she should be in, in, in jail for the crime she committed. What do you think? Um, well, I think her time served should be the, the penalty, and she should be able to come home. Because I feel nine years for prison over some weed <laughs> is just not good. Especially, it's a vape pen. And it's uh, was very small quantities, so I think her situation, sadly, has become politicized, and it doesn't. It really, it's really sad, and I'm afraid that she's gonna have to do some time unless there can be some, you know, trade spy for spy or something like that, and our government may not do that. I'm going to say this real quick because I, 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 I thought about this too and I was talking to Josh a little bit about it yesterday and I, I struggled with some of it. But my only thing is, you know, sometimes I feel like there's an arrogance in the United States where we think that we can go to somebody else's country and some other country and then basically deter tell them how they should build their laws around what we believe and how we feel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, what weed is in America, it may not be in other countries right so if that's the case then how can you not because when you go over to other countries especially if you're an athlete you're prepped on what things to do and not do you know what i mean that can get you in trouble and what can't mm -hmm. she's been over there multiple times playing basketball and it just doesn't make sense to me to go over there and put yourself in a position that um 
could get you in that kind of trouble because the crimes are, are far different. And you're, you know, where you're from, it's it's what we could do here in the United States probably wouldn't fly. Some things wouldn't fly, and the penalty would seem harsh because in the United States we we kind of um, allow inmates to be victims and let them determine what their penalty should be. You know. Well, I mean, I I get exactly what you're saying. Yes, we do have a. Uh, um arrogance and you know kind of like uh, a privileged mentality as americans uh but we didn't create that i mean that's just the way it is and got to understand that she made a, a very stupid mistake but i don't know what's going on with her court case i've even heard that she had prescription for that stuff and regardless of you know i remember a few a couple decades ago now it was like that singapore caning of that uh, american that went there and broke a law and then his punishment was he was going to get caned and everyone was up in uproar you know he's gonna get beat with a cane you know all this and this is a so cruel and unusual punishment and i get it i get it that you break laws but i do feel that hey We've been at Cold War with the Soviet Union for almost 100 years. They're always painted a bad guy. And then once they get one of our you know, people or something, someone breaks the law. And I just feel like, is that, is, is that punishment? Is she like a spy? Is she like a military personnel? Like, what the hell did she do? Like, Russia and the United States have politicized it. And... I understand what Russia's doing. They're like, ha, 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 let's just irritate America. And that's all Putin or anyone is doing. And and then, you know, and everyone's like, bring her home. You know, all these Americans are just like, bring her home, blah, blah, blah. We should, like, they're automatically ready to step up and go to war over Brittany Griner and weed. You know, right. it's like, it doesn't work that way. There's a lot of things. But look what even came out of this, too. Yeah. Like, we didn't even know there were other prisoners, right? We didn't know that we had all these other people in in the United States that we were holding hot that were in prison as well how, from Russia. How? How do you not know that? I've never heard of these people. I mean, but in general, it should be well known that we're I know, but I'm saying like out of nowhere, right when this thing yeah. broke, what happened? It was like we we found out we got Russian spies. We found out that they got several Americans in Russia still that we didn't even know about, like a guy's a Marine or something like that. And his wife is saying he's been over there way longer for less crime. So it's like all of a sudden when this thing happens, now we start to find out that all these other people are open for negotiations. She's a celebrity. She's a double WNBA player, so then they can negotiate for a spot. celebrity. Yeah, so like I mean, well that's her. Pref- I'm she, kidding. She's I'm more kidding. of a celebrity than any of us are sitting in this living room. So yeah. she's a celebrity in my eyes. She's a WNBA player. She's in the she's spotlight. A celebrity now. Yeah, she wasn't a celebrity, but she is now. She, no, this she is the was. best thing to happen to WNBA in a long time because <laughs> no one's talking about the WBA. You're right. That is exposure. You know, I mean, you it is. Take it's negative. But, out of it. You know, I'm not trying to be. Facts. It, I mean, true. nobody talks about the WNBA. It's like the best thing that could happen. I mean, it's crazy well, that it, we, that it took, it took someone of semi-celebrity for us to even know we had other prisoners over there. Well, she's know? got other, tra- she's got other things that she's attached to, right? Yeah. I mean, she's tall. 
She's a woman. Uh-huh. She plays basketball. She's yeah. black. Mm-hmm. She has a female partner, mm-hmm. right? And they're mm-hmm. married. Like, there's a whole list it's a of categories. For the news to put out there, right? So I almost feel like, oh, great, let's pick on Brittany. Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. have to yeah. wonder if the arrest had to do with what she did or any of those. That's what things I'm saying. If she was well. Josh at the airport, like <laughs> Josh you know, is white. Josh is a very nice guy. Like, <laughs> right. unassuming. Like, and 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 unassuming. And first, I would be like, he may be a a spy or something but then he, he they, could yeah. he looks like the best spy there'd ever be yeah. <laughs> but you know i'm just saying they maybe they, i am yeah he, he's more of a like he's not he doesn't look like he's in the nba he does, you know so he's just like fits this mold where britney is just like wow she must be something because look at her she's like how tall is she i don't know but she I can, can dunk up, i can look it up hold on like six nine yeah Jesus. so so we're talking pretty tall yeah i mean like yeah she's a like no girls, you know, going to be like six nine. Very rare you're going to see that. Yeah. But let's. Yeah. But once again, she's been over there numerous times. Um, this hasn't happened. But we've also not been over there in the brink of a war, and we're giving aid to somebody that Putin is right. fighting yeah. against. Yeah. I've and then the you same and then you go over there and you decide yeah. this is first of all yeah. who who wants to go into a, a a country that's in war to play a, a sport. You know what I mean. Well, you know, that may be a negotiating chip. She could be like, I'll sign up for the Russian team for the next Olympics. And- well, no, you, she's yeah. just playing in a league yeah. over there, you know what I mean? <laughs> but still, like, let me out of jail. I will. I'll yeah. dominate the USA. Then. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, though. I mean, like, there's just so much with that. Like, it doesn't I'm even make sense. <laughs> I'm playing for freedom. What a, what a great <laughs> yeah. cause. You know, that'd great be a motivator. good movie. This article I'm reading on ABC News is like, it's, it's like, it's starting to, it starts to go into. That she was at higher risk, you know, for being in this situation because she has to travel for her job more, because she only makes two hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, while the NBA players make twenty million a year. And that's, I'm like, the, that's the new I, argument. That's I that's what hate came that out. Argument. Well, then, then sell that. tickets. A guy just then be came popular. out. It's, it's crazy, Chris, that you brought that up. But a guy just came out recently and was talking about mm-hmm. how, because of sexism in the United States, she shouldn't have even had to be over in Russia. Because the mm-hmm. WNBA doesn't make the same amount because of that whole uh, so pay. So you shouldn't have to go and travel for work, or you shouldn't have to try hard for your job. Like that's that 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 frustrates me. Like tell that to a landscaper who's got to travel place to place, or tell, tell that, that to anybody to who doesn't anybody. make two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars a year. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Facts, yeah. Yeah. and and you only have to play four months out of the year. Yeah. Oh, I feel so sorry. Uh, but and here's players. another point that people forget about in the NBA. Michael Jordan played for the league minimum every year up until his last year in Chicago, right? And so the NBA didn't take off where guys were only making a couple hundred thousand mm-hmm. as well when it first started. Now, the money they're making now is because of, what, 50 years or whatever many ever years, of playing, years yeah. that they've been playing that they've had to build a brand to get here. Well, the WNBA thinks that they should be able to just walk in and start where everybody else is and not have to build a product that everybody can believe in and then and if you watch some of these videos that people put out about why the WNBA doesn't make money it's it, you can look at it, it almost looks like third grade basketball sometimes and, and little people you know and I'm not being mean I'm just saying like it the highlights look like that so when you're asking somebody you have to build a product that people can look at even they thought dunking was going to change it and it didn't you because know what I mean it's just about the product the same Dunking, like girls have to, like to me, I think the WNBA has to create their own aura 
or something like when the NBA was down in the I guess in the seventies or whatever like that, and then you had rising stars like Dr. J and then Jordan and stuff. They elevated the game from you know those dorky little moves that you know it, that it looked dorky to us because we grew up in and their shorts are all high and yeah. socks are pulled yeah, up. Yeah, but uh, Larry Bird's. That's what the WNBA <laughs> yeah, kind of looks yeah. uh, like. You know, it's like uh, if you compare to sports, like um, it, like men's basketball or women's basketball. Men's basketball is more exciting. And I, 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 I just want to let the ladies know this is no way anything no. about bashing women or anything like that. No. That's stupid. We're ta- merely talking about, you said, you mentioned why they don't get paid as high as the NBA players, mm-hmm. was ticket sales, merchandising, all kinds of marketing, TV. TV's a big thing. You know, TV, if you're not on TV getting exposure, and when they are on ESPN or something, guess what? I don't watch them. N- neither does right. any of my guy friends. But look how long it took the NBA to get it right, right? So right now, what did they have to change? In the 80s, people watched it because it was bruising and you had to – you know, coaching and everything, right? You had to play basketball a very specific way. Well, they started realizing we're not when some of these NBA finals were coming up, we're not making as much money. Why? So what did they do? They sped the game up. They opened up to more shots getting up five you know, a lot of threes, shot dunking, clock. shot clock. They changed these yeah. rules to put a product out there so everybody can watch. So now What's one of the, the teams that everybody likes but they don't like watching is the San Antonio Spurs. Because they play an but organized style of basketball. It's not exciting, but it's it's winning basketball, right? So when you look at the WNBA, it's fundamentals. It's a solid game, and, and they, they are great, and they are super talented basketball players. But it's a slower game. Scoring's not as high, and it doesn't move as fast. And it's not going to sell the same way as a guy who's got a 48-inch vertical who's 6'9 and can jump out of the gym and shoot, or Steph Curry who's shooting from half court like crazy. That, that, I mean, it just doesn't sell the same, and there's right. just no way around it. And it's not a knock. Like you said, female basketball has changed drastically, and their talent level is through the roof. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? way better. Way I mean, better. Way. I mean, it's unreal, yeah. unreal. But the bottom line is, you know, the product doesn't sell like it should because one, like you said, they don't market it very well, yeah. and nobody cares about a one-handed, two-handed dunk. Yeah, it, it look it, it looks like. Now you lower the uh, rims, yeah, yeah. and you let, let, like, yeah. let let them go crazy. It's a different. The I'm just saying, yeah, you put like, a, a I mean, nine-foot rim. I've been I couldn't saying dunk that a nine-foot like for forever. Like, lower yeah. the rim. Here's a, here's a good example. If you have, like, I'm a big UFC fan. Honestly, it's the only like MMA fan. It's all I watch. I don't watch. Mm-hmm. I'll watch a basketball game maybe. I'll put a soccer game on just for maybe, and I like like hockey kind of, but I wa- I I seek out in, like all the MMA fights. The UFC is not the only organization; they right. are the biggest, and they are popular. You know why? Because they are on ESPN. They were used to be on Fox, and they are right. they put out there as if they're the best. And really, they're they're not. The best people aren't always in in the UFC. There's one championship which is in China. Which has people that you know that beat UFC fighters all the time, and then there's also Bellator, which is owned by Viacom. And the problem is, why don't we know about the Bellator fighters? Why don't we know about the One Championship fighters? It's all marketing. It's marketing. I, I have a lot of friends who watch MMA. Uh, you know, UFC is like synonymous with MMA. It is MMA. If if you're not good in the UFC, then you're not. Yeah. 
which is crazy because Bellator fighters, which is uh, Bellator's now they they were, they were stupid. They put themselves on Showtime, and you got to buy it. And like access to it is really hard. Like I like to watch it, but I can't even find it. Mm. Is yeah. that like Bloodsport was John Clark? <laughs> yeah. <Van Damme? laughs> well, that, and that's a great point. But did you guys see? Um, that WNBA uh, finals cha- after they won the championship, the celebration. No, no, I didn't. Right, <laughs> I didn't. Even well, know. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. So once again, yeah. you got the celebration, and they they were having coming down the street in buses. And I'm telling you, if if there were 15 people out there, be a stretch. You know what I mean? It was hardly anybody out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not not. I mean, it really was hardly anybody out. And that's a part of it because, like you're saying, they don't market that product very well at all. And not only, like, I mean, I couldn't tell you ever when a game's on. Do you it's think- a perfect time to market it because, yeah. because of women's issues and, and all the issues going but on. But that's, like- that's the problem. Like, I was just going to put up, do you think people are burned out by, not burned out, because, look, I, I'm, I'm a guy that believes that, you know, social issues need to be addressed. And if people have hurt feelings that we need to make sure we're, we're in doing the right thing for that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I also feel like uh, like like social issues. Also, on WNBA brought up this, or WNBA brought up that, and they're doing it while they're promoting their games and playing. Their number one, if their games are great and they're doing it, like example NFL, the games are great. Okay, mm-hmm. the games, the playoffs, the whole thing about the NFL is great. But as soon as the, the social issue movement of anything, like with Colin Kaepernick and stuff, came, you had a big uproar, and then slowly, and then people kind of got away with it until they got enough courage. The owners themselves got enough courage um, because they were part of, I think, majority of the problem because I know what generation they come from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like um, then that issue started getting addressed where WNBA – the first thing I think about is women's basketball. But then all of a sudden, what's the next thing? Like, they're going to bring up a social issue about immediately about pay scale. What? Dude, this is not, they're not discriminating you based on your talent at all. They're right. basically paying you what the league can afford. can afford to do based on the bad attendance, the bad marketing, the bad everything. They can't just these owners cannot just whip up money out of their pockets and just be like, "Oh, for you women, that that goes to discrimination." What if I was a, um, you know, a, the only reason I got in the NBA is because they didn't have another. They needed someone from Pakistan background, <laughs> and everyone's like, "He sucks," but like, no, he got in because he's from Pakistan, and we needed a we needed to crack that market. We needed that representation. When race and sex. <laughs> When race and sex are are the issue over like how good someone is, it's 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 ridiculous. It's it's a meritocracy. Like whatever is the best thing wins. You know, it's it's mm. it's a it's right. it's like if you're good at basketball, you're good at basketball. There's a reason why men and women don't play together. Let's get real. Like and, men are better than women at basketball most of the time, in general. As, I mean, that's and I mean, see this this right here true. this right here is what what has messed up what, going to what Asif is talking about this is what hit, what sucks is that you just can't be honest about anything because you or you will offend somebody based on that and the truth is the truth it's no different in MMA if Conor McGregor had to fight some female it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like not Ronda going Rousey to yeah it's not going to work 
It's Ron, just not going to end well. You're Ron not. McGregor's going to destroy Ronda. Yes, you've never been hit that hard, you know. And there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to keep him in a position he can't get out of. And I'm not. That's no knock. But on we him. can also say this. We can say most female basketball. I you know what all female basketball players, whether in from NBA, from WNBA to college to even high school, are going to beat me. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Yeah, and right, I'm a man. Yeah, same. Like yeah. there's a there's a middle school kid Any right woman now in the who, WBA who's is a woman crush who can Absolutely. play basketball better than me. There is, yeah. yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, there's all and kinds of great athletes, and they're women. And like that's not the that's not the argument here. The argument is like <laughs> they're making a case on why aren't you getting paid like LeBron? Well, first of all, LeBron's getting paid way better than Jordan and them did, mm-hmm. and, and and Dr. J and those Bill Russell and any of those and guys. And he didn't did. move the game yeah. from further yeah. than they did. Yeah, and th- it's just the era that they're from. They're, uh, yes. they're, they're in the era right now, like and NFL players. When like, they got all that money from China, yeah. they signed that huge agreement, yeah. which put them in a position to make billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's why then when they had that bubble season – LeBron was so adamant they played because you had to you had to put out so many games or you weren't going to make money. Well, that's what these agreements have gotten them now because the NBA is now global. The WNBA, even though they've played most yeah. of the, the most of the players, usually went straight overseas from college before the WNBA even happened. Mm-hmm. That's how you play professional basketball. Overseas actually paid more, I think, at certain points than the WNBA. And depending on where you went. There's like, been players in China that have done stuff, like whether it's Olympics or, or whatever, they've gotten busted by the Chinese government, but their punishment wasn't nine years. Hmm. <laughs> nine years yeah. for some. Remind me of Dave Chappelle on, on Half Baked. Over some weed? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that's crazy to me. It's like she, you're asking that if she stole some uranium or something, or she was she was there to help Ukraine out, or uh, you know, it is it is just political, and they just said I can just imagine Putin being like, let's give them a hard time. Well, I'll tell you this: weed is really really illegal in Russia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's if like, it, yeah. A, it's really illegal. I'm just saying, like I know when my, me and my buddy went to Jamaica, and because he had a charge on his record. When we got back into the United States, he couldn't go to not one airport without being strip searched. And they went through all of his stuff like we and we barely had time to get over. So I'm just saying, like, when you look at I just know that there are certain rules and things that you can't do. And all I'm saying is I'm not I'm not knocking. I understand how that's what I'm saying. In America, that seems to be minimal. Right, and it seems to be why why nine years. I just have sympathy for it. You know, I, I just feel like everyone. Okay, I get it. And the other thing is like. How old is she? 31. Brittany? Is yeah, 31 Griner. years Brittany old? Brittany Griner is 31 I'm, years I mean, old. I thought she was younger than that. No. I thought she was like 23. She no. was just at Baylor like a few years ago. Oh, wow. It's been a minute. It's been that long? She's 31 I think years it's, old. it's unusual that she is, you know, she's all these things. She's a, a WNBA star uh-huh. and everything. But I'm, I'm sure that there are people in America serving nine years for weed. Yes, like we have people sure. that yeah, are right. probably right. serving twenty years in America for weed. Uh, Bless you. I know I know someone that spent That's two years point. in prison for a small, relatively small amount of possession yeah. of weed and CBD gummies. I mean, I think things like that happen here too. Why are we putting people in jail for marijuana? And you know what's funny no is if look, she said she needed. All ready for that argument. She needed. She needed that. <laughs> For her anxiety or whatever. So Listen, she's every been, NBA she's player been smokes without weed. it since February. So what does that tell her about her diagnosis? 
what does that tell us about her right. like maybe you don't need that for your anxiety and you're just doing it to get high I mean, most most basketball players <laughs> use use weed and your cannabis oil and stuff to relax after a game it does help with muscle joint pain things like that i mean yeah. listen all nba players smoke weed i mean almost all of them smoke weed but that's just and they don't even test for it in the nba I just think, for me personally, though, I think it's, you know, I think it's one of the issues that I think we have in America, too. And I'm not trying to beat America up, but I do think that arrogance shows up so much in so many little things. Like, I know it it can mean so many other things, but when we say just weed, you know, um, sometimes I think that minimizes the effects it has had on so many people throughout our lives. I know when I was a kid... When my friends started smoking weed every single day, there was a huge change in their behavior. Oh, there was yeah. a huge change in their drive. It was a huge change in the, the way that they operated. But yet, we always minimized it to be just weed, when yet I'm watching it wreck some of my friends' lives, mm-hmm. and they never recovered from it. I mean, when you come back to a high school reunion, and you've been out of high school for 20 years, and they still just smoking weed, you know what I mean? Borrowing money, needing the help, you know, it has a, a lasting effect on so many How things. Old now, were they when they start smoking weed, uh, most most of my friends start when they was like 14, you 15. Shouldn't be start, you, you shouldn't smoke weed if you're going to smoke marijuana. You shouldn't smoke marijuana till you're like 21 to 25 because your brain's not developed. It, there's studies done that marijuana on the teenage brain is very, very detrimental. So it's about, oh, yeah. heck, if you start drinking alcohol when you're 14, you're going to be in trouble. If you start doing heroin at 14 you're really bad but you know what i'm saying <laughs> but, yeah like you yeah. shouldn't be like doing like any kind of drug hey i think I'm, i mean i'm against a lot of kids being on like ssris and, and and any kind of psychotropic drugs too because this is a developing brain and you're having you're having these kids take take drugs you know it's it doesn't it so that's really about when it was but, but we're also chris here's the thing though we're not talking about somebody even even an adult mm-hmm. we're not talking about an adult going out here and getting Weed grown from the earth. We're talking about manufactured synthetic stuff that people are putting mm-hmm. in and all this stuff and putting it in people's brains, yeah, right? That's true. And that's we we have to we have to understand that that potency does a damage and it does a lot to somebody's body. Yeah. And the other part of it is too, people in the United States we overindulge in everything, and we don't just take it and use it because somebody wants to just use it to feel better. You know, I have a bunch of kids talking about. Or younger, uh, like 20s and 30s, always tell me, oh, my dad had to take it because of this, and it helped him, it helped him. And I'm like, yeah, you're talking about people who truly are using it for medicinal purposes, mm-hmm. who have an ailment or something's wrong and need it. You're talking about anxiety, and yet your anxiety has gone nowhere because you keep taking more and more and more of the product. Mm-hmm. And then if that don't work, you go to the doctor and get a script. Like, marijuana is a gateway drug, no doubt about it. Like, it is a... It is the first step when people get into you know becoming you know drug addicts. Like most of the time, like it is. Um, you, I've you, never you, you spoken to an addict who didn't smoke weed first. Oh yeah, it's ever. definitely a thing. Of course, then most addicts smoke cigarettes. Did they also drink alcohol? Oh yeah, everything. Yes, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a process. Yeah, it's a step. I I think when I was going to college, uh, the professor at UK, it was a drug class. It was a drug mm-hmm. like talked about a little bit of addiction and and they're talking about weed and uh, stuff about being it doesn't affect you like alcohol like where you have the physical withdrawals but knowing people that have gotten high off just weed and when they quit there is a psycho Mm -hmm. psycho uh, what do you call it psychological psychological effect to where it's like 
maybe you're a little agita- agitated for a little. But you're used to while. a certain mindset, yeah. and you're used to your cannibalism. Yeah, you're, you're and, 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 and there's there's different yeah. levels to this. I mean, we just had Willie Nelson come to, uh, you know, he, he seems to be doing fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, but you know what I mean? Like a functioning yeah. alcoholic, or a functioning weed smoker, or right. a functioning, and not not to get this confused. I agree with Marshall 100. percent There's so many dangers and things, and Americans, as Americans, we do play off a lot of stuff like. Oh, this is the way it should be because we do it here, and um, there's a lot of that. So well, I, I think don't about what we it. said too. Like you're talking about NBA guys, Willie Nelson, right? You're talking about guys like that who do it, right? And we're talking about guys who don't get up and do nine to fives. Yeah, they're not. They're we're talking not about guys that don't yeah. live paycheck to paycheck. We're talking about guys who literally can smoke weed and got personal trainers and everything else to to take care of things. When you're talking about your average everyday American who's sitting at you know working and grinding everything, they don't have the luxury to just do nothing but smoke weed and be able to chill. Their stress levels are far different than being in in, in the circumstance that everybody why do else they is. Have, why do they have weed still on drug tests that are still bad? Like, I think some of the NFL and NBA's even allowed trace amounts now. But, like, say you're 9 to 5 at the Domino's. It's not a performance-enhancing drug. Like, it's and, not. And, I mean, like, I mean, they, oh, you yeah. tested positive for weed on your, on your you know, whatever, uh, P-test or whatever. And, uh... Well, they don't do that with alcohol because I I know people that would yeah. drink on the job or whatever. I just didn't. I just I, don't understand. I think alcohol okay, like can be much more yeah. harmful. Alcohol than weed. Yeah, absolutely. Or my even life. like even if you test for yeah. cocaine and stuff, the, the drug tests always get me is because, okay, did that person come in high or drunk right there? If then then you have a right to fire him right there on the spot. You're endangering yourself and others. But it's like insurance to, companies, but like it. to say that I P test Chris and then he works for me. Go for it, and <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, okay, so what? He showed up, like, but he shows up to work every day. I don't know what's going on in his right. private life. Why should I care as an employer? Like, my my, and I do care about my employees, but like, why? Why should I, when I have my own demons, or the guy down the street has their own right. demons, we're we're quick to, if the problem me though is also is like we pick and choose what we want to do right. according to whoever laws that was created by a social unjust system. Right. So That's whether it's the point. weed laws yeah. here in America or weed laws in Russia is done for, a, and it ticks me off because we take freedom out of human beings making a choice there's no difference between that painkiller or other things being prescribed by the pharmaceutical industries that's jacking up people's brains in the name of science than than weed and alcohol or anything else that's on the market or non-market underground i think that, the question too is is what are we going to achieve by taking employment from this individual too I more mean, more drug so, use yeah they're struggling with a drug uh-huh. you're taking away their employment when i mean yeah. like they they show up and they're not high they're working fine yeah you know what what is it that we're trying to achieve with that it's but all the, insurance uh, companies reason we, we do that it's like Ricky. there are two things you got to think about though like if i own a business and josh is working for me and josh just you know smoked a bag and 
and, and before he he left, and then he gets into a car accident because something's impaired or he didn't something's yeah. wrong. That's a totally different ball game. And the other reason when I look at the NBA and NFL, the only reason why I got an issue with it is because you take these it, it, for for black kids, minorities, who sit in the hood or sitting in these low-income areas who their only hope in life they think is to make it to the NFL or the NBA. And we're watching these individuals who are athletes who we would strive, we strive to be like, and they're making those decisions. Um, you know, that's, a, that's sad in itself. What? That a young man or woman only striving in life is to make it to a professional well, basketball but, but that, instead of instead of educating themselves instead of there's a whole life outside of the nba you're an athlete what 10 years right. 10 years most i mean and if you're lucky you you can play uh, for 20 or something right. but what a sad situation culturally that i feel you don't see a bunch of asian kids acting that way facts you Doing know, you know room. what I'm saying. This this ticks me off about the culture. It's just like no, so you grown into as much but look work at, you're putting look, in you towards said, a football field. Put in your grades. But you mm-hmm. said something earlier, and you said something earlier when we talked about the WNBA. You talked about marketing, yeah, right, and how you sell a product, right. So when you look at Asians and 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 today's society, when you see them in any commercial, doctors, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, yeah, high level professions. Every most African Americans that you see, athletes, rappers, when you see them on a commercial, whatever, the way that you market to these people yeah. is this is your way out, right? Because every success story that we hear, and and because you know what they tell us, Asian people, for example, you're not as good as athlete as black people are, and as maybe white person is, and that that's that. So the Asians in their culturally have adapted that we'll just outsmart you. We'll just out study you. We'll just out, and so they go towards that because God's gifted ability. Like you're six three, six two, right? Something six like one. Six one. I was giving you the extra inch. You just got one. Take He's six one. I'm five ten. Marshall is a good, great basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, God didn't give me the same gift. He's probably worked harder at basketball than I have. Mm-hmm. So I got to look at that too. But the thing is. Like, my thing coming from an Asian background was it wasn't, uh, listen, with your flat feet, you're not going out there. You can play some ball here and there, but your job is to go hit the books. Because that's but the, you also yeah. know most people don't think about this. Yeah, Blacks were bred for this. When you go to slavery, we were bred to be the fastest, strongest, mm-hmm. biggest, whatever. We were bred for this. So then, when you looked at it, how even if you one of a difficult movie to watch, but if you yeah. go back to Django and you remember, yeah, when they mm-hmm. had him in there doing the fights and things like that. I mean, these, but when you're talking, yeah. yes, I yeah. mean, when they were bred to be phenomenal athletes. In yeah. the long, I mean, with today, I mean, sure. you, obviously Meanwhile, that wasn't the thought. The white dudes are sitting in the house sipping bourbon. I mean, think <laughs> about it. When sports happened, what did they do? They kept blacks out for so long, but because of once you break that barrier, it was fundamentally different right that's mm-hmm. like the whole um N- nba when you know you're back there they're shooting underhanded and all of a sudden they let you know the black dude in and he's like game change whoa, whoa and he's jumping is, out of yeah, the gym yeah, and then you go yeah. back to asia like you're talking about so they're naturally at one point smaller in yeah. size and everything else so they also understood and they were they were coming from uh, poverty in certain points and so the mindset was we have to be smarter we have to 
educate ourselves and work differently. Play to your strengths. And, and, and you play to the same thing with you, how you were raised. The things that you were, I met a group of guys from India, and one of the things, the way that they tell me how they were raised, it blew my mind how different it is and how, like, how important family is and different things and how they were able to um, just kind of build in their society. And it was just, it, it's mind-blowing how fundamentally different. But it, when I was talking to them, their whole purpose when they were being raised is get you a business or go to go be a doctor, make enough money to where you can take care of your family. For black people, we are been crabs in a barrel our whole lives. And I'm not trying to turn this into a big racing, but it's the truth. And so when you and you got to think about something, we've our whole lives we've had a carrot dangled in front of us from slavery. One day, 40 acres and a mule. You're going to get this. You're going to get this. When God comes back, you're going to get this. So you've been taught this your whole life. So when you look at it, the easiest way out that we look at through the, the, to get out of some of the circumstances is if I can rap, if I can play basketball, if I can play football, play baseball. And not even a whole lot of people choose baseball. You know what's super sad? Is that, that I'm sure Josh and I, two short white dudes, <laughs> at one point right. had professional athlete aspirations. And we had no yeah. chance. You're right. At all. <laughs> yeah. I like basketball. I got to say like something to that, basketball. Chris. This is no joke. In yeah. all the years I've played basketball, yeah. this is honestly, I never knew one white kid that wanted to be in the NBA. I did for a short stint. No, I, I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, that's third a third grade. I, I don't know. I've Vinny. never known yeah. one white kid whose dream was to play in the NBA. My my, my nephew, he he's definitely white. And he definitely I think is, I think because you know, of Steph, saying, Steph, by the time they get to college, because Steph they, Curry is shooting the ball now, I've have okay, noticed yeah, yes, a yes, lot yes, of yes, kids that are short, and he loves Steph that Curry. are skinny in stature. You know that all the 100%. non qualities, the shooting has brought the dream back alive for white guys. Larry, I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm serious. Luka Doncic, but I'm not. I'm not knocking him. But I'm yeah. saying like. When I got to college with my friends, yeah. while we're still thinking about trying to make it overseas, a lot of my white friends, all they were focusing on were getting married and starting their careers. Yeah, I they think never it's a, thought it's a about fleeting, it. It's a fleeting want. You know, yeah. you want to ba be. I thought in the baseball. NBA. I thought professional hockey for a second, and then I thought right. um, soccer because I played soccer. But I'm saying when you're kids, right? MMA. But once you get to college, yeah, that, all, all my athletic dreams were gone. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. So here's the difference. For black people, we still have soccer. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> kind of. We could have went back. Not if well. I take it to South America. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. But for black people growing up, like we, our whole goal, I, I never not wanted to play basketball. Like I, there was never a time I didn't think, you know, mm -hmm. wish there was an opportunity. But I also, you know, you come to terms, you know. But for a lot of my white friends that I played ball with, I'm not joking. It, they had no issues putting the game down. They had no issues just going out and starting with their families. So is that no. culturally? Is it 100%. like what's their mom just and dad logic. saying? <laughs> uh, you know, what's their family saying? Like in a household, like say a, bl a black household versus a white household versus like I'm sure everyone is saying you know do good in life. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All humans are the same. But what is it culturally? We're speaking on like I can just imagine my mom and dad talking to me at the dinner table and they're like get your grades up you know be a doctor be something engineer like that those are the only two things we're allowed to be uh, <laughs> uh, that, and then it's like uh, yeah and i wanted to be an archaeologist i'm i'm still mad mom no uh, but but you know what's that conversation like let's let's ask the white people here 
What was your mom and dad saying to you when you were at the dinner table? Or anywhere else? Well, I uh, also from a broken home. So, um, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just... Okay, I'm sorry. Let me ask you well, another question. When I let myself in the house... <laughs> we didn't have a kitchen table. After school. <laughs> after I cussed my mom out. Right. Her. <laughs> after all that teenage angst, and I went into a room and listened to Nirvana. Um, <laughs> And my TV dinner was cold, you know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> it was very bland, I bet. Like I thought I was going to be a professional hockey player for a while. And what I did really, your mom say? Like my mom, my parents. You know, it's funny, but my parents never really pushed me to do anything. And I'll say that I'm kind of mad at them because they didn't really. They just let me do what I wanted to do because they knew I got passionate about stuff. And you had privilege. And I'm very. I mean, I was. I, listen, I grew up in the suburbia as a white suburban neighborhood. The privileges you can get. There is, like, if the, the, like, coupon. like I'm surprised. You know, I'm surprised. How big was your I, swimming pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no, like, no pressure. It was like just do what you like. I became a preacher for a while just because, like, I felt like Jesus wanted me to. Yeah. Worst decision financially. It's like the most worthless degree, you know. At, at I think the time. Jesus was poor too. Yeah. He was really. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't care as long as souls get saved, and that's yeah. great and everything. But yeah. then once I lost that job, I was like, what am I gonna do with this preaching degree? You know, yeah. Like, and I, at one point, I was gonna be a lawyer. I was pre-law for like in a semester, and I just thought, like, and then I thought, like, my greatest like lawyer thing be like, I'm like, you're telling me that's what I would say. People, you're saying that. Like, I had all these stupid lawyer things that I was, you know, I thought I would say, you know, and I realized that. Really, objection. <laughs> like I knew nothing. I had no interest in it. I just thought strike. it sounded cool. Overrule. No, over, uh, yeah. So your family, you, they, they so didn't really push me. Your none, of, nobody in your family ever was like having talks with you because that's weird. Because in Asian households, mm-hmm. there's always going to be uncle, auntie, somebody, older brother, sister. Somebody's going to eventually pull you over and talk to you and be like, you know, like that old. Master Splinter, you dishonor your family. You know, like like I hear that in my head. Like right. if I if I even did something wrong, but like you dishonor your family. Gosh. And maybe it was just me, but that's just my. But this seems very really, really indicative. But you know what I mean? Like culture. like I I have conversations with my niece and nephew. Like they're you're, you're turning they're into, into you're turning into because I have <laughs> because I have to like I have to culturally. Works. I mean, it's like I want them to do well and succeed. So. I'm giving them an opportunity to have a mentor. Like if, mm-hmm. like as my sister is like, you know, they, they, they'll look up to you and, and they like that you take chances. And cause I'm always crying to my sister and my older sister. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, I suck at life, you know? And then, you're doing so awful. and then she's like, uh-huh. no, you're doing good. Look, your niece and nephew, your, your yeah. kids are watching you. People are watching mm-hmm. you and, and you're doing it. But that was just my nature to always do that. But it didn't come from me. It came from, the fear of me and my family, like they were like, what would they, you got to do something. You can't just sit on your butt. Otherwise yeah. you bring shame to your family. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. But look at what Chris said though. I mean, yeah. his, his answer is, is kind of tells some of the story anyway, as what we're kind of, what we're talking about, yeah. because it's almost like we, there's an expectation in the, the white community, not that you, we know you're going to get it together. You know, you don't have to necessarily say mm. any and everything because we know the opportunities are limitless. You just have to figure out what you want to do to get there. You know, like I know in the black community for a long time, we were just excited if you graduated. Right. Yeah. Graduated. Yeah, that was school. nothing. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. But it was yeah. a story I listened to. Andre Iguodala, who plays in the NBA, he was in a room with several other NBA players and Kyle Korver, 
um, were in the room and they were doing negotiations on their contract. So when they were talking about these negotiations in their contract, they said Andre Iguodala was sitting there talking to um, everybody in the room. He's like, man, um, the hardest thing I've ever had to do is learn how to say no. And he said, but I need this contract extension because I'm taking care of my grandparents, my parents, several other family members and all this other stuff. And as they were talking, finally Kyle Korver, who's the white NBA athlete, he chimes in and says, he says, like, wait a second. Are you, you know, we're all in this, our careers this long. Like, are you seriously, like, taking care of all these people? And they were like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I got to take And then not only that, I had to learn how to tell, you know, every family member shows up, man, if I could just get 50000 I could start this rap label. Yeah. If I can do that. <laughs> well, Kyle Corver says, my parents have never asked me for one dime. Won't take money from me. Yeah. They allow me to take my money. No one in my family is asking me for money. It was just... And so he was so blown away that he ended up writing some big, long paper in Utah, and it ended up being about the racism and things that people had. And it was awesome. But it was like one of those eye-opening experiences for him because it was like, I, I make all this money, and my parents want nothing, and they won't even quit working. They're going to continue to do everything else. But in the black community, one makes it, they everybody expects to live off of that forever. You know what I mean? And it's and I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in Maybe any other. Maybe individually based. I you know, I I wouldn't think that every If you're rich people are going to ask money for. I you. mean, because I Yeah, I I'm, not, that, I'm not going to take I away from that. I see that in the Asian culture too, like it's like okay, say um like one person immigrated from South Asia. So he's a a surgeon. And he makes a crap load of money. Well, guess where 80%, 50% of his income may end up going back to his home country hmm. because he is going to have brothers and sisters. It's family element. His family, they take care of their family. So it, it, it becomes kind of, I think it's hmm. based out of necessity and poverty. Once again, hmm. and Kyle Corver's parents are probably just like, you know, well-to-do, well-off, this That's and that. And, and it, I think it just, culture, I don't, I don't see the Huxtables doing that with Theo, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I just don't see. I just don't see. Well, that. man, that's, that's a heck of an example. <laughs> I just don't see it. You know, I don't Theo, think Bill's gonna be like, you know, I money made money off the pudding but, but you know what I mean? It's like I think it's just out of necessity, out of poverty. Yes, but and, I think culturally yeah. it affects it differently. Like mm -hmm. I mean, I'm telling you because the expectations are always going to be somewhat different. You know, when you like you're talking about sending money back to this is it's going to be there's going to be some things that are going to be far different than how. Everybody else wants to, you know, oh man, 50,000, let me start this rap label. As you said to, rap label too. <laughs> like, why did you start something else? Yeah. You know, death yeah. row ain't coming back. <laughs> I, I know for myself, like, I, I'm starting to learn more about yeah. health and life insurance, right? Yeah. And uh, dividends, annuities, and all these things. And it blows my mind how this system has been in place for so long and it just helps people get so much wealth and generate wealth. In so many ways, or events, you know, prevents them from paying taxes. There's all these little games you can play inside this market, and I'm just learning the surface area stuff. There's so much stuff that goes on in it that people don't know about. So now, as I'm learning this, I'm sitting here looking at myself like, my gosh, here I am, 40-something years old, and I'm learning about this system for the first time in my life. Nobody's even taught me about it. My right. father did this and never taught me these things right yeah. and so there's so much money to be made in these things and so just like when you find out if you serve in congress you only have to serve four years and you make a salary the rest of your life and you don't pay insurance and you don't yeah. pay gas that's more money than any athlete in the long run right if you think about it yeah. so but we're not taught those things i was never i this is no joke 
I had never even I didn't even know what a pharmacist was in high school. I didn't even I didn't even know about I didn't think nobody ever talked about it. We never went to a pharmacy. We never you know what I mean? I never I never thought about it. I would have never thought about running for any office. I would have never thought about the only thing I was ever taught and influenced and guided towards was an athlete. Yeah, that's, and when that's I grew funny. Up, they were most of our black athletes, they would knowing they weren't passing classes, but because they could play, push them through. Give them grades so that they can hoop and give them everything that they need so they can get out here or play football because we got to win the game. So then when football ends and we don't get that big scholarship or we didn't pan out the way we thought, well, you should have did better in class. Now I don't now I got to go to college and I don't know how to do basic algebra. Hmm. You know, that was some of the things that we saw. I was never encouraged to do anything else other than play sports. How do you How do you change that? I wish I could just flip a switch and just change everyone's culture like just instantly to have to be about growth and development f- first. Sports somewhere like fourth on the list. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, uh, but get why some sports number one is because it's a money grab. Like, yeah, so much money, so much fame, and you can see mm-hmm. it. But culturally, you know I mean? we're it's, all. Yeah. But culturally, like right. even here, like if you go through youth sports, like and you look on Facebook, everything else, like what are all these parents doing? They're spending hundreds and thousands of dollars for their kids up until they're eighteen, going through all these programs now, and they're they're invested in it, and they they are hundred and ten percent invested in it. Where. The same principle, I'm just saying, culturally, and it, it, it's all across the board. It's not just black parents. It's white parents. It's, it's uh, Asian parents who are mad about sports, you know, but it's American culture. It, it, it's, it, I don't see that happening to young immigrants that are coming out. I see that happening to, like, myself who grew up in America, and now I want to put that same culture into my kids, but then a part of me is still pretty Asian that says no. They need to focus because, look, I looked at my kids and I'm like, they told me straight up, Dad, I don't want to play sports. And I was like, cool, I got it. Where maybe another parent, like, say, would be like, no, my son's going to play football. It's going to teach him some things right. about teamwork and blah, 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 blah. And I know it does. Sports teaches a lot of things. It does teach But my, my other thing is like, well, I love my son. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want him to go through some things. I'm going to focus on the things that he's kind of crazy about or likes. So if his focus is on drawing and art, I got to push him in that direction. I have to, whether if I like it or not, but it's my thing to like let them grow and develop. I'm not going to force my, oh, remember when I was a running back? And, you know, I had four touchdowns in one game, Al Bundy, you know, like thing. I'm not going to push that on my son and daughter to do that because my mindset is different. But culturally, I love sports because I'm an American and I badly want them to start playing sports. And I would coach them up and help them. But I know that, I, like, I have to break that, you know, thing. Like, you had, you had to break that, that cultural thing. So you can tell your kids where to go and what to do. I, I yeah. do not like youth sports. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it teaches anything anymore outside of teaches you. I think it does more harm than good now than I ever have. And I'm and I say that for this reason. And I'm an athlete. I not, play not because of the sport, but because of what people have 
turned it into. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, not not just the sport itself, but I, I hate what they've turned it into, like we were talking about, because most of these parents who do coach, you see favoritism, or they're reliving their high school dreams and aspirations and things they couldn't do, or they think that they have an expertise in the game that no one else has, and then and then on top of it, just think that I take high school football, just in this area, right? All your same positions are all your positions are basically the same. Your receivers and running backs are African American, your quarterbacks are white, and um, and, and and because that's the smartest position in the game, you see if you're the jock, the normal jock that you thought about, you're going to get more opportunities. You get access to the gym every single day because your dad or your uncle coaches or helps, and you get access that no one else has, and it's always and it go and that's every school. It's every school that I've seen. You know what I mean? Obviously, if you go to bigger schools like Texas, you're going to have more athletes in different positions. I get all that. But I'm saying the system doesn't change. And there are so many kids that get left out of this thing. So just like I was telling Josh this yesterday for my son, he goes into this football to at, at his school. He he gives up his summers for every, every football camp, practice, and everything. He's two-a-days, three-a-days. He has to travel all over the place to do all this stuff. We buy everything. He has to sell stuff. He has to. He makes great grades. He'll never argue with you. He'll do everything asked of him, and he works his butt off, right? So we get into a season a couple years back, and three kids who didn't go to anything quit football, didn't want to play, didn't want to do anything, didn't come to anything, show back up and decide they want to play football because their parents played at the same school, and they come on a team, and so – they ended up, I go to a game, and they played more than my son played. So I walked to the coach, and I asked him, I said, I'm not asking for playing time or anything. Else. I just need you to tell me exactly what do I tell my son in this circumstance or situation. When he's, when he's done everything asked of him, gave up everything, three kids that didn't do any of these things can walk in and play more than him. What do I tell him? Just give me the words to say to him so I can keep him encouraged and uplifted to continue to do what he's doing because if this is supposed to help him, I want to know how to help him, right, as a dad. So you tell me what I should tell him. And the coach tells me, I, I, I didn't even know we did that. What, is, even what know- does your son think is going on? That's a good question. Oh, man, my son knows. The one thing that I, I, I shared with you yesterday is this. My son is not looking for a father or a father figure on that football field. He doesn't need another another dad. He's got one. And the sad part is I told my son this a long time ago. I said, the day they see me is the day it changes for you. The day that they recognize I'm in your life and they see my skin color, it changes for you. And that's a fact. Because they don't have to save you. I'm not going anywhere. They don't, I'm not, my, my position is set. So they don't have to save you. But the other kids on the team that are minorities, their fathers are not involved. So these kids get to stay at the coach's house, hang out with the coach, George, up until they get in enough trouble to where they're let out. Mm-hmm. We all know that. We've seen that story a hundred times over. You know, so all I'm saying is, but for my son, and this coach couldn't give me a better answer outside of, I didn't even recognize we did that, and I will, I'll look into it more. But now my son has to look at himself and say, I have done everything I know to do. What do I do? It's no different than me and Chris talked about this. Like I'm a pa- I'm a pastor. I went to school to be a pastor, right? And then you go to a church for an interview, and they come out and they say, "Man, we spent a lot of time in prayer, and God said you are who we need here at this church. God told us that. 
And so you're like, hey, man. So then you go to work for them. And then five years later, when things don't look like they want it to, uh, we think we need to go in a different direction. So now me and Chris got to go home and sit back and say, man, God, what happened here? Even you don't like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the church don't, but now, God, you got a problem with what I was doing. What do I, how, do I even, do I, why did I even say this was a calling? Why do I even do this, right? Even though you know what, what it is, you still have to ask that question or go through that space. It's learning experience. It is. I mean, you it, can't trust. If someone says, God told me this, I'm like, let me talk to him first. <laughs> <laughs> right. If someone comes up to me and says, God, uh, God told me this, I'm like, well, let me have a little convo with him. Can, because- we, can, we, can we ask Josh? Josh, you're quiet. Like, so what was your upbringing like? Here's another perspective we need to get over here. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about that actually, as we've been talking about it. So I had a pretty average white middle-class upbringing. Uh, I was homeschooled. So that's different. I was homeschooled from third grade all the way to graduation. Where'd you live? Uh, in Boy County. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's funny because, I grew up being told that I could do anything that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that. Definitely. And I truly believe that. You know, I could be a lawyer. I could be a doctor. I could be president. You know, I could be anything. Uh, but also, if I just worked minimum wage, I don't think there would be any real guilt to me if I did that either. It, It's weird that I could be anything. You know, if, if I turned out just working minimum wage... Uh, or or anything like that. I don't think I would have been shamed in mm-hmm. my family because of that. It it would have just yeah. been seen as a choice that I made. Yeah, wow. I, yeah, that's that's great. I, I I don't think Asians really shame, but it's like they're, it's like you shoot for the moon. Like my my thing was like my parents came, they left their country, and they came with a suitcase full of clothes and like zero dollars, and it was because chain migration that mm-hmm. you know. Some of the Republicans are trying to stop or whatever. But it was only because my dad's sister was here and she had applied for a visa. So legally, my dad came and the whole process started. But what I'm saying is, like, it's like a, my dad worked a normal job. My mom worked a normal job. They recognized how hard they worked each and every week. And then they would bring home just a certain set minimum standard. And when they looked at their children and were like, well, maybe I can't afford that new Nintendo or something like that, that they, they, they felt some sort of way. So they were like, you need to strive to work at something that you can get, I guess, you know, uh, your, your worth, the, your pay, like what we all complain about. I'm, you know, it's like everyone wants to make what they're worth. And the only way to do that and they taught or they said was through education mm-hmm. now now 20 30 years later we know that what well, you better make sure that that education or degree pays off or otherwise you're going to be in more debt and now you're enslaved into another realm and mm-hmm. possibility now i wish we all could have the perfect answer and i don't i don't think there's any right or wrong because you know i think Everyone's just going through life teaching their families and their kids what to do. But mm-hmm. we do have yeah. – there are, There are some cultural differences in which way we think. Like a rich person – I like we just ran into one of our friends down here. And his family, they, they had money growing up. And then, you know, and I'm sure his job is tied with 
his family business, and so they're well off uh, to do. Where a poor person, they, their thinking may be a little bit different, and I mean poor financially, not spiritually and all this other stuff, because I, I believe a lot of people are rich at those things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they're, they may not have the tools or even the thinking capacity like Marshall was saying, like the, his dad sold insurance, but how much, how deep was he in the insurance game, you know? And what did he know all the ins and Marshall, outs of Marshall, you telling me you know? your dad, I, I was, I went to the restroom. You're telling me your dad sells insurance? That's he, he did. did. He That's passed. what my dad did too. But he almost, my dad was close to a millionaire. Man, my dad, you know yeah, what me I mean? Too. My dad my, made my dad so too. much money. Mm-hmm. He knew he could sell water to a whale. Oh, so he, yeah. uh, he was unreal. Our at his lives job. are so, so similar. strangely similar. Yeah. And it blows my mind. And, and yeah. it's crazy that my dad was so good at, but he never shared that information. And mm-hmm. then, and, but the difference is when drugs entered, then the game changed. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. it was more about getting high and getting money and all that stuff than it was alcohol. about. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad was an alcoholic as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but it was more of that That's than anything so else. Isn't it Hustling. every? But every family has their demons that I they're know. Going but I want Josh. To, I want. Yeah. I asked Josh a question yeah. yesterday. We, me and him, had something. And I want him to share this. Because I got a point I want to make afterwards, but I wanted him to share this because it was so, so profound. It was, I mean, it was just it's something I, I never even make, play, thought about, and it was just awesome to see this, hear this perspective. But we were talking about gun control, and when I said something to him about, you know, we were talking about, and, and we believe that people should be able to have their guns and all that stuff. But what he said, um, how he responded to that was so powerful. So I, I'm gonna ask him so to share. What's, real what's quick. the question? Yes. Gun control. Well, yeah, we were just yeah. talking about gun control. We were just talking. Yeah, and, a lot of you ahead. know, a lot of people in this area are are very libertarian. You know, they're they're all about their rights and owning guns. But I said, you know, they they're for that. But when they think of it, you know, they're imagining a white person carrying around a gun in their community. But I said, what if it was a black person? What if it was a Muslim? You know, person would they feel the same way? Would they defend those rights as fervently? As as them seeing a white person walking around in their community with with a a weapon, I think very few people would. I I, I they, it's just like you don't know until it happens, right? Like oh, you how awesome. how you this re- is one we know. Yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> no, this no, is no, not, no, no, no. I know you playing devil's advocate, <laughs> but you tell me right now if you walk out here with a gun in this neighborhood, it is lights out. I got a couple guns. You want to go see what happens? Well, we could do that experiment well, any day of the week. With my t-shirt. Hey, I, I think we can would I be wear, at less can rest. I wear than... a, like a, you know, like a Palestinian scarf uh, or something. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Wear, wear an outfit and walk out with a gun and see what uh, happens. You know, it's funny you say that. Like when we do our um, Ramadan celebrations and stuff, we wear our traditional outfits. Mm-hmm. And I'm, this, you all are going to find this kind of so sad and kind of, but I will wear regular Western clothes put gas in my car so that way I don't have to stop wearing so when I get out wearing my garments and filling up gas people don't start stuff with me because I I'm the type of person that they're going to mess with the wrong dude and right. I'm going to say something in in my Kentucky accent now and imagine, it's so, yeah. you know, yeah. you know I mean? imagine carrying a gun wearing that and, and you got your concealed and, and I'm going to borders <laughs> 
Hey guys. Awesome. It's not like I do. I wear my I wear my Make America Great hat. It'll confuse the hell out of me. I think I think that's a litmus test for how racist somebody is. You know what I mean? That's that's a litmus test for someone how racist is like. I'm a, I'm pretty libertarian. But can't you have like, like a moment of like, you know, all of a sudden like you know, double take like uh if so, I saw you so, at the gas station. Let me give you honest <laughs> Okay, so so we're talking about racism. We're cooking food truck, okay, Friday downtown. So I see this girl and guy. So the guy is like Josh. Okay, white dude. You know, really nice guy. I'm white too. But you're not a different kind of white. But you're, yeah. You're Bill Clinton white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Bill yeah. What does that mean? But, no, no, Josh, Josh is a right, very back. humble, but nice guy. Yeah. So he's with he's with this uh, brown girl. Okay, so I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, and she looks kind of like Indian, Pakistani. And so I'm like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm uh, I'm from Pakistan and. And I was like, oh. And then I, I said, oh. I said, oh, she's married to this white dude. <laughs> like, my first response was like, oh. Right. Like, and, and I didn't even mean it to be, but. That's a racist I'm like, comment. It, it's like, I'm just telling <laughs> yeah. you it takes people back for a second. Yeah. Even to, like, you know, it's like, I get it. oh, like, and, but I didn't want her to feel any way. But she looked at me. She was like, oh. <laughs> like you know, it's like I saw the fear in her eyes that what would he think that I was married to a white guy, and the white guy was like, "Yeah, this is my wife." You know, it's like you know, Why and he's like, he's like, like every time. And, but I saw the fear in her heart and her eyes, and I just like, man, you don't have to be afraid. I'm not like that. I'm not going to judge or discriminate or anything like that. Uh, I'm just happy to see another brown person in Ashland, and you just happen to be from Pakistan, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, but sh I can see how other maybe Asians may react with it because even in our culture, like, there's, like, if you marry somebody outside your religion or race, uh, like, people first, they, they have to do a double take, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm sure it's the same in the black community, too. You brought a white girl home. And it's like blah blah blah, or you brought a black male home. You know, it's like that. Those are the kind of things that happen because we're all. Uh, and I, I don't know if there's any way you can get around that, but like once, but the first thing is like you can't just be like, oh, you're racist right off the bat. Like at least give someone a chance to, you know, kind of settle in. It's like you, you know, can when, say that, but yeah. you know, like I do it. I mean, yeah. I, I understand. That's yeah. that was the point of why I wanted him to say that because yeah. I want people. The part that we can't get past is the truth, and yeah. it is racism at its absolute finest, and that's the truth. You know, like I've sat for years trying to figure out different ways to uncover these things or get through things, yeah. and the truth comes down to one thing: is that, like Josh said. It's it's fine when everybody else can do it. It's a problem when somebody else slightly different does it. And there's no way around that. I have my whole career of working. It is never going. I, I've come to a point where I, I don't believe it's ever going to change. Mm. I mean that. Things but have gotten slightly better in may, some aspects. Maybe it's not ever going to change, and it doesn't need to change. Because what happens, someone was like uh, pointing out. Oh, it out, needs to change. No, no. Someone was on uh, Facebook was like, because... We're not God. We can't change it. So what, what someone was saying that 
these these racist people are more comfortable coming out. They're running for election. This I'm like, good. Because I grew up in an era where people were secretly hating on people and secret where I thought mm-hmm. they were my friends mm-hmm. or this and that. I'm so happy people come out and say, I hate you. I hate you for what you represent, who you are. Great. Because I know who you are now. I don't have to be this guessing game of like who's that. my mm-hmm. tribe and who's not my tribe. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, and that, I hear that, that, that but I don't That I, to me feels comfortable because you know I don't have to, I, you know I don't have to have people hide. Like just come out and tell me like I really don't like you boy, you know like <laughs> and they don't even have to talk that way because I've known racist people to be very elegant mm. when they speak. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it, it, it's I'm just glad that they come out and share their views and beliefs. Uh, it's not my job to change them. I've decided just like you Somewhere is flip, is switch flip. That it's not my job to convert people. I have to just share with them the truth. It's kind of like with chiropractic. Some lady is like, "Oh, this is great. I believe so much." I'm like, "It's not a fairy tale. It's not anything. It's <laughs> this is science. It's this. You don't have to believe squat. Right. It works. You know, you either do it or you don't. You know, there is uh, something to the placebo effect, but yeah, I yeah." Mean, I mean, but, but yeah. I mean, that's a, that's in traditional medicine and therapy, though. Yeah, I, I mean, think if, too. if you believe, if you believe some, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that you're wrong. I'm just saying there is something to, be, to believing something's going to work. Like, if yeah, I, I mean, that's that's yeah. what anything. That's what what. Like, like, okay, I'm probably the worst. Is patient. religion I'm, a placebo I'm, effect? You kind of. It's a belief. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. Yeah. You know? I just like, test on the preacher, you know? man. I don't know. You know? I mean, <laughs> faith, it, it's true. Like, if I don't believe that God's going to help me, yeah, he's not going to help me. You know, if I don't put it out there. Like, if, if I don't believe, okay, I'm probably your worst client to break HIPAA laws mm-hmm. of myself. Because I, why? Because I don't come as much as I should. You're like, yeah, Chris, you probably should probably come. Well, because I'm like, my belief, I'm not saying you can't fix me. But, but my job isn't to force you to I know. your own health. My I know, job it's, it's is my to fault tell you and in what, then you let, know. let it be. It's, it's, my, not, it's yeah. my fault for not believing enough in what you do. To, not, no, no offense to you. No, no offense at all. You know, like, because, you know. That, you or know, or having enough money. You remember that Kanye <laughs> song, Kanye and Jay-Z uh, song, uh, where what's a, what's a king to a god? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. What's a me to a my? What's a my to a king? And what's a king to a god? And what's a god to a non-believer who doesn't believe in anything? Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's just, it's those, it's those, those kind of, and, you know, I didn't want to spit lyrics, but, you know, it's like, bars. bars. But you know what I mean? It, don't stop. <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Pull out your guitar. <laughs> Let's go. But but that that's that's all. I I don't know. I I just think culturally, and I I keep on having to look at life as individuals because I've run into so many people, and for me to constantly put labels and hats and things and stuff, I have to see who's. Who's cool with me? Who's nice with me? Know, who's but this don't you understand? Yeah. Like my my question is, yeah. why? Why do you hate me? Why? I don't. Why, know. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ignorant. I, 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 listen, I get I get yeah. all those the, the reasons, but why? Why continue? Like I saw. Fair, did you see? I saw Terrell you. Owens yeah. the other day. That yeah. situation with him, and he got pulled over. Or he was pulling into his driveway. A lady pulls up, said, "You tried to hit me," and then he didn't. And then it goes to the huge thing. He's recording her. 
and she starts crying when the police are there. She says blatantly, just says this, you are a black man getting out of your car coming up to a white woman. That's what she says. In front of the police officer. The police officer knows Terrell Owens didn't do anything wrong. He knows he's just, and he says to him, I need to see your ID. You're absolutely right, man. So, then he, so he, he checks Terrell Owens' ID, <laughs> yeah. and he's asking these little probing questions to Terrell, yeah. not this woman, right? And he's not saying anything to her. And so, and, and at this point, after so many videos, after so many people losing their jobs, after so many times this is happening, yeah. why? Bro, why are we still doing this? It's, it's the programming of 2,000 years. I know, and that's my whole point. Yeah. So when you look at this system, the reason what I'm talking about for myself is the opportunities. I'm I'm so grateful for my friendship with these guys, yeah. right, and you. So grateful. But at the end of the day, the opportunities that they have, I w they will escape me because my skin color will always be a problem. No matter what I say or do. I get yeah. so sick and tired of trying to be the Jackie Robinson or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, what what is wrong with me just being who I am as a human being? It's crazy. I, I'm, where I work at, and I know this could get me in a whole world of trouble, but where I work at, I have to teach cultural diversity, right? And I'm the only one in the agency trained to do it. But yet, well, everybody can't. tells me how to teach it. Yeah. Not only do they tell me how to teach it, I have to go through so many different hoops to make it make sense. So then I asked a question one day to somebody. I said, "We, I, a lady wanted to give an application in, and she knows." I said, "Do you want to call this person to one of our my coworkers?" No, no, we got a we got a guy in HR who who handles that. So I'm like, "What? what? He can just do his job? He didn't have to. He didn't have to jump through any hoops. He didn't have to ask if he can talk to this person." But I have to explain what I'm trying to teach inside an agency. It is 98% white. There's a lot of white people there. Yeah. Like, do you understand? Like, and so like, and then everybody wants to tell me, Marsha, it's going to be hard. If it was going to be easy, how would you get? It's always these 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 fat Albert yeah. ending specials, like <laughs> that we got to sing at the end. Like, and I'm trying to get people to understand. You're gonna you're gonna do this too long. Yeah. And you're going to watch something happen that you can't get out of because you don't take the chance or the opportunity because you have to trust me to do something that I've been a part of. And at the end of the day, I have been broken in so many places. I've been hurt by my skin color being all these. But I'm here saying I am willing to make this happen. And yet that's not enough. And so I, I've seen people in my job say, I'm, I, I ain't working here no more. I'm quitting. And they say, no, 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 no. We'll give you a different position, give you money, and give you an employee of the year and employee of the month, right? If I said that, good luck. Hope you find another job, right? And so even this, one thing I've also learned is I've been given multiple jobs and no tools. So think about slavery. When they had to go pick cotton, they came up with a tool, the cotton gin, that they make to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else sees that cotton gin, Eli Whitten. I'll take that, market it, sell it. Now, I look like I invented something, but when we were sitting out there with nothing, having to use our hands and we wasn't getting enough done, we come up with a plan to figure out how to do it, and then it's immediately taken, and then you got to figure it out from that point forward. That's crazy. I didn't know the cotton gin was stolen. Made by slaves. Just I, like what happened in Buffalo, New York. Boy, you see when they had that Buffalo shooting? Yeah. There was a guy in there who made an engine that ran on water. Yep. That he was killed. Oh, that's 
Now, your That's conspiracy crazy. theorist, if you yeah. bring it up, but let's be realistic. Because if he I'm does that route. and he accomplishes it and he, and he this, makes that it's engine. It's called a steam engine. <laughs> well, it, it worked. I think, I think that was an old technology. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about for a car. Yeah. He had it and it yeah. works. Yeah, there's a there's been a couple uh, things like that. There's another guy with the water it, it, uh, or just per- byproduct is water mm, and i've heard of that yeah i mean they're, they're well we know with tesla and everything else you know that's well, a whole nother topic i mean Nikola but tesla? yeah it's uh, no i, I yeah. get what you're saying and i i don't think there is a solution uh for that except all we can do when you when there we talk, is in a lot of ways also because we're seeing it right here in this room yeah right mm-hmm Right just discussion, but I don't believe that there is a, a like solution. Meaning, like that, all of a sudden that we're going to wake up in. It's just a matter of integration. So, like America has had to slowly integrate over time. The world has slowly had to integrate over time. Like we're forced to sit with each other, do business with that's, each other. That's just, garbage yeah. in a sense, and I'm not trying to knock anything. But you okay. take this transgender movement, yeah. the LGBTQ, you know, and you look at that movement. It has progressed faster than any other movement in the Fact. United States. Yeah, that's true. Right? Mm-hmm. And it has not had to have to go through half. I mean, we've moved bathrooms. We, and we and for, for years, blacks couldn't even walk into a restaurant. Right. right? That's a good point. We've changed everything at a faster rate for this and not this. That's and, why and the civil rights was so upset, movement you know? like, had yeah. to happen for this bathroom thing to happen. You know, there, the, the, there was a predicated thing that, that, that pre, you know, ha- like happened. Right. For that to even the, the set up the discrimination against black people set up the freedom for mm-hmm. the other people. And think about to come women, through, you know, you know, and too. Women, think yeah. about you know, think about what all the things that had to happen for that bathroom thing to happen so yeah. fast. Of course, you know the bathroom thing probably happened so fast because parents were like, you know, let's just make every every bathroom just kind of uh, binary. <laughs> I guess you will. Yeah. That way we don't worry about. I mean, who, a lot of yeah, a lot of places they don't have men and women. They don't a lot. I noticed it very. What you think about like, and I'm not being trying to be nasty, but it's terrible that you have these young men, especially young kids, going there peeing on the seats, and you got some elderly people that have to go in there and try to figure out how to use the restroom. No woman I, wants to use a bathroom that a man's been in. I'll I, tell you that right now. I don't use public <laughs> restrooms. It's very rare you catch me because of the simple fact that people are just nasty. Like, I mean, just people are just nasty and they just don't, and it just kills me. I mean, like we're talking about Americans still using toilet paper instead of bidets and things of that nature, you know? I was wondering you cannot take butter topic. off toast. <laughs> you cannot do it. You can't do it. You're going to have to. I mean, like. But so, are you going to no, get an American bro, and learn how to use it? We're going to. No, we're going to. We're going to. We're going to. Yeah, with nothing, you, you can't, can't take it. Yeah, so do yourself. That's the title of the episode. Every pandemic, go get some water or a creek or something. But that is just like that's our thinking. It goes back to culture and being stupid. And you're gonna get killed by the toilet paper industry, dude. I don't part. care. Charmin's come get me. I'll fight my way through it. It's <laughs> <laughs> soft as tissue anyway. So, yeah. but you know, it's it's that kind Charmin of thinking that just get gets me. me. It, so you know what people would say? This is this is Josh. I want you to know this. Growing up, you know what the friends would say? Like. Like y'all wash your butt? I'm like, you don't wash your butt, and they would be like, "Oh, that's correct." I'm like, you got a stinky butt, and you don't wash it, and you you walk around. Why are you blaming you white people for toilet paper right now? No, no, no. I'm not blaming white. I'm saying I grew. 
I grew up 99% white. Right. White neighborhood. You know, it's like. Everybody's butts just nasty yeah, all like, around you. Butts just chapped. You know, so it's like. <laughs> so it's like. And that, that was a whole cultural thing. They tried to make me wrong. Like, you wrong for this, washing your butt and keeping clean. You wrong. And I'm like. Your, your redneck accent kind of sounds. Yeah. Asian, dude, so. dude, I, I, I do, I do mix actions because I had to be a chameleon, Chris. Yeah, you did. You I did not have the privilege of not being. <laughs> you you going redneck is my favorite yeah. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying is like this cultural stuff that we have in different parts of the region. This is Ashland. This is Appalachia, Kentucky. Who knows what it would have been? You know, it, well, I think Columbus is close enough to. Like it's kind of like the same people up there too uh you would have to go further like chicago or la you know kind of branch out because i think a lot of these regions overlap in the cultures mm-hmm. and fusion oh, columbus yeah. i will say is a lot different like growing it, it up is in different. columbus I, I can honestly say it's uh you know it was more of a melting pot like you when you the the racism that i experienced there was you know more with police officers and um and then class status was more um that was a lot different than it was um, as far as more just your blatant. Yeah, um, I mean, Columbus has had some several racial high-profile yeah. shootings. They have a huge Somali prop, uh, population over there. Man, yeah. Yeah, I know because they'd always be at that uh, Yasin's uh, meat market over on Cleveland Avenue. Yeah. We'd go get goat meat over there. It's just like, man, like, it's like all these Somalis around everywhere. And that was right when the conflict was going on with that. Black Hawk Down, like that. I'll tell you, when I sit here and I've sat with you all for what four, three or four or five weeks now, and I have learned more about like how 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 you think Asif and how you think Marshall, and be in and, and being being the you know, indicative things you think because of your your race and like, and it has enlightened me in a way that that you have another way you even see things completely like me coming through this lens of white privilege suburbia mm-hmm. and i started it really enlightened me and, and and i and i started to understand like you have barriers that i didn't have and I, I actually that's and i think that's the answer is conversations with people from the different backgrounds and yeah. different races different religions like really getting to know you as a person right in in general I haven't had um, a lot of African American or Black friends or, or Pakistani friends. You know, I, I, I say it right now. I used to say Pakistani. Now I say Pakistani. But you know, like thank they're, you, they're, thank they're, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and, and so it's like really, um, and also have I made some friends um, who were starting another podcast um, who are really into the LGBTQ uh, un, uh, um, like community. And it, I spent like six hours with them the other day, and like I was like, man, I just need to be open to other people's perspectives i think it's what it comes down just it's a kind of opening my mind as mr white male over here to that the lens is just different you know and it's how much how much we don't know or how much yeah yeah coming from our background just See, things I, that you never thought yeah. about i think the whole like with his company over there like he's like the only one and i i think like the lens that i see is like he's blazing a trail and it's painful like that's how I see you doing it. I'm like, dude, he's doing it over there. He's blazing this trail to set up somebody else in the future, and it's so painful what he's going through right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why when Marshall talks with a passion, like he's a 
trailblazer and the stuff that he's reaching out for mm-hmm. community and stuff. Like when I first met him, I was like, "Who's this Marshall Tyson?" Like you know, that's exactly. I was like, "This Marshall, he he knows some friends that I know." The man, the and myth, then the this legend, and, that, yeah. and you know, and then I was just like, "Man, I, I just love the way he carries himself and he approaches people, and he's able to break down barriers and doors and and like he's had lunch with." like everybody in the tri-state um mm-hmm. you know at some point and he's blazing this trail and he don't even know it that's the thing that people don't think about yeah though. like there's several things that i do every time i go out to eat right yeah one i always invite somebody to lunch because if you break bread with somebody you learn more about them in that same that setting right than anything else the second thing i always do when i leave a restaurant or something like that i always try to hold the door for somebody um just so I can break down that barrier too that if whatever mm. fear you might have or thought, and I'm going to be very respectful. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. And you know, any whatever that is to to do that. I do it almost every time I go somewhere, because I always want to. But like when you're talking about opening this door, that's the one thing that my company and I think places I've been, even when I was in a church, could never understand. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't understand that I don't get the luxury to walk out every single day and think that this is going to be a great opportunity or a fair opportunity. I have to think differently mm-hmm. every single day. And so when I go out and I'm trying to do these things, I have to build relationships with people to help remove and reduce any fears or stereotypes or things that you must think. I have to do those things. And it works because when we sit down and we get that community and have that conversation and different things, it has drastically changed people. And I, I see it so much, but it's it's one of those things that if you don't understand somebody having to do that, then you just look at it, oh, you always get to have lunch, or you always get to do this, you're always out, in, and you never see the work that's really being done in the process. The responsibility you walk out of the house with is overwhelming. You're trying to change like the way people think about your entire race. Bro, I have two yeah. sons. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the thought of them have, experiencing an ounce mm-hmm. and what I've had to experience mm-hmm. is, is, is heartbreaking. Mm. Like I, I would never, I got two beautiful kids who, who, who've kind of been sheltered some from this world. And the last thing I want them to do is one day wake up and realize, um, and I, I'm gonna have to say it this way, but I'm a nigger to these mm-hmm. people. Oh, it's the mm-hmm. worst thing I want them to wake up and have to, to feel and think or have and somebody make them feel that way just like my son in football i get emotional thinking about it because it's like you you don't understand what you have in him you know and you're not going to treat him fairly because of my skin color and he's darker than the other kids that you have on the team now nobody's going to come out and say that i'm doing this but for somebody who's had to live this their whole life Listen, it doesn't, I know, it, you don't have to, you don't have to come out and call me anything. You don't have to say, I know it. I've had to, I've had to cover up things my whole life. I know why you're doing what you're doing. There's no, there's no, it's just that simple. It's like, you know, when you talk about working in like treatment facilities or with kids, they know if you care when you get started, like working mm-hmm. in Ramey Home. Mm-hmm. They know if you yeah. care within the first two minutes, right? It's the same thing with racism. We know it. We just have to accept it, and we try to figure out ways yeah. to change it. You know, and the other thing I'm going to say this, the one thing that people, the, the worst part about this racism thing that people don't think about, because we have a black and white issue where it starts, and then it progressively moves out, right? And the, the lighter you get, the safer you are in some aspects. You have different opportunities, right? right? But there is a hate with black and white. That is a real thing. And until we accept that and understand that that's where we have to start moving, really change, it won't. 
And that's and and, and I'm t- I watched this video two days ago. It was a Chinese guy. He went to Africa, and he taught these little black kids these songs. Worst thing I've ever seen. I'm not joking. He taught them these songs, but the songs were in Chinese, so they were singing it and making this video. He got huge, went viral. But these kids didn't know what they, they were calling themselves monkeys. They were calling themselves niggers. They were calling themselves all these different things that they had no clue, but they were dancing based on this dude paying them 50 cents a day because that's what it was. And they thought they were singing happy songs about unity and community, but they were he was teaching them songs, calling them dogs, monkeys, niggers, and all these different that's things. That's just evil. And it was just pure mm-hmm. evil. Yeah. And the yeah. comment section was more people saying this is hilarious than it was people saying this was wrong. That's what I mean about individuality versus a collective whole. Now, if, I, if I'm just like that Chinese guy or whoever did that and made that video, look at my racist thought. I just may try to make every black person on the planet that, and I'm painting a picture of them of that. How evil and how wrong am I for that? So when I mean individual, so one of my... Old bosses um, with company I worked for, a chiropractic company. His name was Brett. He's the only black dude with out of the five owners that, that are there. Um, and I would go to the meetings with them, you know, because I was like a minority owner and stuff. We'd hang out. We, we'd discuss his racism. He was, he's from Wisconsin mm-hmm. or wrestled over there. And a really awesome guy. And he would notice that I would get fume mad. Racism comes up, and I'm like, you know, and I'd let it bother me. So we're sitting in the meeting and they keep on like provoking me to toughen my skin up. Like, you know, they would say stuff about like, you know, terrorists, Muslim stuff and this and that. And it would just kind of bother. I was younger. This was like I was 28, 29 at that time. You know, it's like so they would just do that. And he shared with me stories like also I went to a damn country bar over in Illinois or somewhere, wherever he was at. He's the only black dude, you know, wearing a cowboy hat. And this white dude comes up to him and says, Hey, N-word, you know, what are you doing here, this and that. And he said he kept on ignoring him the whole night. And finally that guy's like, Hey, I'm talking to you, N-word. And Brett is a, like, state champion wrestler and all that. Like, he could whoop his butt, like, easily. And he looked at that dude and he's like, Why would I respond to something that I'm not? Like, his skin is, like, bulletproof tough. He's like, awesome. This is what the world does. They provoke you. They poke you. They this and that. They want you to get out of your zone. Mm-hmm. But what that is stopping you from reaching your purpose in life. You let that emotion, and I'm the most emotional guy I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the mo- Like, he's like, you let that emotion control you and how you react to that that's happening that's that's the only thing that i'm trying to teach my kids like that because one of my daughters is more emotional she's like me the other one is kind of like medium you know medium Mm -hmm. to but they're all have they all they're sensitive kids but they need to be taught about toughening their skin because the world is not fair and just like that dude taking advantage of those africans and stuff like that like i i don't know what to say about all Asians. Maybe there is a cultural thing in there that they are a little racist in China because I I, I do see that culturally. But mm-hmm. I can't say all Chinese people are racist. Mm-hmm. And I can't say all yeah. white people are racist. I can't say all black people are this. And I, I definitely love the fact that Brett 
will not respond or use any kind of language like that. I think that's the best thing to do. Is yeah. If anybody like, makes he, fun of you, just don't respond I was just, just like, Brent, you should have just popped him in his face. Like, he's a, like, he's a wrestler wrestler, like mm-hmm. Kurt Angle or something, WWE. Yeah, really. Like, yeah, really, yeah. Really. Like, and I was just like, he was like, I couldn't do it. He was like, what, what would that done? That would have just proved it. Like hey n word n word so you then you start doing that they t- you know and I know that in culturally black people use that word and they okay well fine if they're gonna call me that I'm gonna make it something that we're gonna use but then and now white people are like I wish I could use it so I could sing a rap lyric you know <laughs> it's like and I was like that at one point like teenager like hanging around with my black friends do I got the pass to say it mm-hmm. and it was just yeah. like wait and then I thought about it as I got older and older I'm like you know what. We keep using that word, and now people are using it freely, and there's still racism going on. Why don't we just eliminate it totally and never, ever come to, unless we're using it as a reference to history, like, you know, this is what happened in our past, this is how they treated us, and this is it. But that really, like, I'm not going to respond to, you know, if, like, someone's picking on you and calling you an idiot all the time, just don't respond to it. I'm not an idiot, and I will. I refuse to answer to your remark, no matter what. Like that dude on there was a news article. This guy took his son to the mm-hmm. store, and this old gentleman, like he's in his sixties, seventies, on the counter, started calling this black dude the N word, and he was with his son. And that dude was like, "Sir," he could have responded with a like you know something violent, mm-hmm. but he responds like, "Sir." This is inappropriate. This is that, and they recorded and they were playing that on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this guy's reaction, and he could have easily just went off, you know, twisted tea him, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> which that was right. well deserved. I would have twisted tea that dude yeah. too. Remember that twisted tea stuff that was going around? So there was this drunk white dude at like. Have you, you not? Know, you've not seen the twisted station. tea yeah. video? I don't know. So he had a, this guy, black dude was at the gas station with Twisted Tea in his hand, just getting ready to check out, and oh, this yeah. drunk white dude was just giving him a hard time, kept on calling him the N-word, yeah. mm-hmm. and then at the end, he got Twisted Tea, you know, but, but, great, you know, great marketing for Twisted Tea. There is a, it was, it was yeah. a great marketing, but, but like I said, there's a, there's a time and place, like, at some point, you just get tired of it. Like, if someone says... I used to pop off, oh, terrorist, Muslim, even even talking about it. I used to get all like, oh, we're not, you know, like all whiny about it. Mm. And then I'd come to a realization, you know what? Yeah, there are Muslims that commit terrorism. You know why? Because this is the truth and this is what's going on. Do you agree or not agree with it? No, I don't agree. Well, this is what's going on. Deal with it. Like, instead of being like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna show you. But that's, and, but that's this is why it's yeah. so unfair, though. Right? Yeah, this it is, is why unfair. it's so unfair. It is unfair. It's unfair because who gets to write the story? Yeah. Who gets to tell the narrative of who's who? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? When's the last time we heard of a terroristic act that America has put on someone else? Every day. Every we day. Do right. <laughs> we don't hear about yeah. what we yeah. do to other right. countries, right? Yeah. So, but they get to they get to define a terrorist. Yeah. They get to put a color. They get to put a label and a look and everything to a terrorist, but we don't get to see one, and and from any other yeah. race, right? But and so and but I'm saying though, when you and when you're talking about the N word, right? But if you're out with your wife and some dude is walking up to her and he's calling her the B word, yeah, you're gonna respond, right? Because if it hurts her, Will Smith, yeah. and you're gonna respond because 
First of all, she's not that. Second of all, you don't know her, and you're probably some whatever. You're going to have to respond to that because at the end of the day, you're not going to let somebody put you or your wife in that position. Now, I understand everybody wants to, your buddy who didn't take that on, and I'm that, why would I answer to something I'm not? I know I'm not. But what you're doing is I'm out trying to have a good time with my friends and do something, and you're invading that, and you're disrupting that. Mm-hmm. Now we got a whole different ball game. If you want to act stupid, you got to deal with stupid results. You know what I mean? And is violence the answer? What? American society is violence the answer? <laughs> what? Because I, it's always popping off, stabbing or shooting or something like that. Is right. violence the answer? It's violent to walk up and start something with somebody, knowing the results that can happen from it. Well, I that's uh, violent. Yeah, yeah, that's I, violent. I think, because if I'm, I'm going to take like, you, like you said earlier, Ace, I think. Um, Ultimately, the responsibility doesn't fall on minorities to educate white people about their lives, about their culture, their history. I mean, it's, a good the, point. it's the responsibility of okay, white people it. to not be racist. What, or thank anybody you for, to thank be. Thank you for admitting that because there's so many people who honestly, like, believe in the opposite. You know, like, you know, they wonder why we get frustrated or why, like, it's like, Simple thing like it's a Pakistan or Pakistan, you yeah, know, like yeah, things yeah. like that, or like they they ask stupid questions like is the Quran the, like you know it's yeah. like okay, dude, Why don't you go read the Quran? Like just do a little research yeah. yourself. But they they approach in a sort of I look at I look at people when they ask me questions now, they're the uneducated ones. Mm-hmm. They're asking me because they're looking at me like I'm more educated. And they're wanting maybe because it's my role in the office. What's the perception? Yeah. What's the real perception though? The real perception is you're the uneducated one. Right. That's the perception. Mm -hmm. What he just said is spot on. Yeah. Because I went to that um, an ice cream place in here Mm -hmm. because they had a a person that was in there was talking about me to the point it showed up at my job. Right. So I was getting calls at work about things that were said about me as a father and as a ex husband. Right. So I go into this place, I have my work attire on, and I speak to them, ask to speak to a manager. Manager happened to be a young girl. I'm talking to this young lady, and I'm saying, listen, I don't have any issues with you. I just want to make sure that we can get this to stop because it's affecting my job. You have a staff here that is saying things, and it's about me, and it's showing up at my job, and I just need it to stop. I'm not mad. I'm not anything. I'm asking you politely for this to end. The young lady says, well, this person comes in at this time. So I don't, I don't need to speak with them. I'm just asking you as manager, just have a conversation with them. Just tell them to stop. And so I don't have to deal with this at work and, and anything else. And I don't want my kids to have to hear this because it's not true. And she was like, and the young lady tells me about another, uh, says, well, we can talk to her, something, something crazy. And, and told me how old the lady was and all this other information about it. I said, listen, I'm good with everything. I'm just asking if you guys could have a conversation with her. And that would be I'd greatly appreciated. Young lady says, we definitely will. And thank you. And she said, I'm sorry that it happened. I said, man, I appreciate it. And you guys have a great day. And I walked out. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, I get an email, text message from my supervisor. You need to come in. We need to talk about what just happened while you were at this ice cream parlor. So I'm like, okay. So I come in. They play me a voicemail. He was so angry. He was yelling. He was threatening. And all these different things. Which ice cream parlors? I'll, I'll share it later. <laughs> and okay. I'll share it in a minute. And what? I, Baskin Robbins. Better not be one that I'm thinking of. And so I was livid. And so I had to listen to this voicemail about me. Now, 
So then we end up having, I go, we get, we have a conversation and I'm end up speaking with this owner who called in on, on, on me. And she was telling me basically, you shouldn't have gotten upset. You can't take information from a client. You can't, all these different things. And I said, okay, but that's not the point. And then when we get off the phone, I finally stopped talking because I knew there was nothing I could say that was going to change the situation. Get off the phone. My supervisor them asked me, so how, what do you think? I said, this is absolute garbage. She said, why? I said, because that, that voicemail, two things. First thing, this lady wasn't there. She took her information the same way I got my information. I responded with, can it please stop? I didn't know there was other managers that I needed to speak to. That's what I wanted. She's responding as if I still am in the wrong for everything that just took place. And then she calls you and tells you that I threatened and all these different things. And she wasn't there. That's the first problem. Second problem is stuff like that. Those accusations get people like me killed or put in jail. Right. Facts. Those are guaranteed facts. And if those young girls said that they felt that way and didn't call the police or call the police, I would be in a world of trouble because there was no cameras in there. And it would have been my situation, my word, my reputation, my 10 years of working mm -hmm. versus this young person sitting in there. And I would have lost every single time. Yeah. Right. So my argument, what I'm saying to you now at this point is that's the stuff that we have died for that. Right. We've been killed for that. When you call somebody a nigger, these some people have been lynched for that. They're getting ready to put that Emmett Till movie out yeah. for that. They died for that. They were killed for that. They were killed and died because of a skin color, not for anything else. Skin color, wrong place, wrong. How many falsely accused blacks died and were murdered and slaughtered? Thousands. For nothing. Right? And because some white person raped his wife and beat his wife and didn't want to go to jail for it and they didn't want to answer for it, he goes and says, it was a black dude. They go on the lineup, 10 black people. I think that was it. M, gone. But year, what year was that? What? What year was that? Which one? Oh, it was back in the day. Back in the day. But now, that doesn't change what we're talking about. No, I'm just saying this one. No, no, I'm not. I know you're not. But I mean, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that still happens to this day. Mm -hmm. Every sure day. It does. Yeah, and it does. the fact that, like... Like George Floyd, everybody talks about when George Floyd was killed. It was like, oh well, he shouldn't have. He should have just complied. That what? that's always the he first. He should have just complied. Yeah. First or, statement yeah. of people who who always claim to be pulled my bootstraps up by myself, like that that lingo. I I've noticed that a lot. I mean, just all the time. It's like instead of like here's the crime and committed. Well, you know. That guy was also homosexual, and you know mm. that guy also he was on meth. drugs. And, he was on, you yes. know, the guy. Like if, also, you're, yeah, if you're if you're a drug yeah, addict, you're yeah. homosexual. Blah 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 blah. You mm. should be treated a certain way. It doesn't it, whatever crime happened to you doesn't mm. matter. That's mm. that's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, and that, and that's what I'm and that's all I'm saying. So like for me, I, that stuff has to change drastically. That's why if somebody's sitting in a room calling me that, he's gonna have to figure out if he's gonna have to put his hands up or not because of the simple fact that you can. He can call me that, and I could hit him mm -hmm. and still be in trouble, right? But I also have to let him understand you're not going to keep treating people this way as well because it's not fair and it's not okay. It's very exhausting sometimes. It's 100%. Yeah, I, have a, I have a very this, – this thing happened to me at work about two months ago. It's just, this is weird. This is not as dramatic as the other, the other, other stuff we're talking about. But <clears throat> I was talking to this girl. Like I, I'd done it, I'd done a training with all the staff online, 
concerning a very simple like workflow. Here's how you do your job, you know, you know, and here's how you do the things in order. Then I got on this and I, I made a point to meet with every staff individually so I could have a relationship with them. And this uh, young woman accused me of mansplaining. And, and Man, I, mansplaining. Man, mansplaining. It's like, like when you explain something in the sense of you're, it's almost like. You're, you're assuming because they're a woman they yes. don't understand. Which is crazy because oh. there's men and women in this. Meeting. I do that to my wife all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that we're all guilty of it it's at some point. And maybe my candor and general tone is sarcastic, and I'm smarter than you. Like I have that thing going on, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is. I, I have that. Like, but I didn't mean that. So, and I actually did this training because I wanted there's new people and I want everybody to know. But she accused me of mansplaining. So. I took it to heart and I was like, and honestly, it was pretty, that was unwarranted to say that um, it, just because this person knew the information did not mean that I was mansplaining. Just because something you already know doesn't, right. it's a review. Yeah. But, and that's fine. But I handled it really wrong because I mentioned mansplaining every time I could. I'd say, well, this isn't mansplaining, but here is like, I would say it to, in every other meeting. I would say, I'm not trying to mansplain here. But here, I know, and, and I, and I went the other way. You have to be way. apologetic for like every little thing I, and it, every detail. Because I was a man. It's just it's just kind of taxing. Mm. Like uh, my thing is like it's like how your attitude and how you come off. Like and I apologize I, yeah, if, I yeah, yeah, like, asshole, if I came off as an asshole. If I came off as a. That I mean that's that's it's like if I have to walk on eggshells around people and myself. That's why I like working alone because I'm just tired of just. Did I offend you? No. Did I do like I'm, oh, I'm just trying to be who I am, and like I'm sorry, like it, it if it comes off a little weird, and I know I'm dealing with just different people now. Like people are more sensitive than ever at things, and I know this totally different from Marshall's situation or any race situation. But it, it I don't is know. Like, it's kind of applies because the sensitivity, like sensitivity, how sensitive you like, are. Like yeah. I shouldn't have been sensitive. I'm admitting I was wrong in this situation. Yeah. I got super sensitive because I work with mostly women, and I was like, oh, and then now I'm the yeah, guy. Now the, you got sensitive. Then you came off like weird. The, like, yeah, and then I came off. I'm like not a, trying even to more be awkward in any way, and then you're awkward. And, and I'm not yeah. saying yeah. Yeah. the other thing too about this stuff that I, I'm like that people don't. The, the other end of this that people don't get is like. If, even when you experience something that can come off or seem somewhat racist, a lot of times when you're, and I know for me, I can I can put that somewhere where it's and and never let it be more than what it is. Like not everything is just somebody being racist. It might be a joke or something we talk about, and I don't look yeah. at you and immediately assume like, bro, you yeah man, he's I know for a fact he's racist. Yeah, we know the difference. Of what racism is, or somebody sure. making a comment. Like I made a joke about like grape drink a couple things ago, and and you laughed at it, and I was like, I hope he didn't think because because that's like a Dave Chappelle that, thing. That, you know? That's my point. Yeah, you, I can take that, and I understand exactly where it came from. Yeah, and my thing is, I'm not gonna call him afterwards, like man, bro, I think he might have something. You know, he say grape drink. <laughs> I, he was you manscaping know, a lot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the manscaping. <laughs> He was manscaping in front of me. We're sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> I've had you manscapes. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like not everything I know. Asians not are to, smooth, bro. I don't I don't take everything in as yeah. it being everybody oh man, he's gotta be yeah. racist because yeah. he made this comment. There's a difference in when you know what it is and what it isn't. Yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. you understand? That's what it's all attitude. Like, like <laughs> you know that the racist dude, like when he comes in, 
yeah. instantly. Well, like, yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. you can't be a loaded gun, right? You can't yeah. walk into it. No. Like, like with your situation, you can't walk in waiting for you to say one word. Oh, he's mansplaining. You, you, well, yeah. I, go ahead. I think, but the, I can't it, either it, think that they think I'm mansplaining. It, like, it, it, I'm saying I made a mistake and like over. Yeah. Well, I think they're thinking I'm mansplaining now. Everybody thinks I'm sexist. Well, mm. let's just talk about it. I mean, I was stupid. And this started with Brittany Griner. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, you know, I think uh, it kind of goes both ways too. On the offense side, it's that. You know, but at the same time, I think black people can be able to talk about their experience without white people freaking out at the very notion that they might be biased or prejudiced in any way. Because if anything, the people I see getting most offended about race is white people. Because this, as soon as you mention, oh, well, you might be biased, you know, they're like, no, oh, no, yeah, I'm not racist. No, yeah, I'm not yeah. racist. I have black friends. Yeah. I have black friends. <laughs> I couldn't be. But you know what's so crazy? I had a fr- I talked with a friend of mine about that, and he was he was asking me some questions. I was like, "Listen," he goes, "Man, I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't raised to be neither, racist neither. and all that stuff." And yeah. I said, "You're right, but here's what you got to understand: you may not have been raised that way, but you weren't raised around anyone like it, me either. So there are things that just come with society when you're in that situation. Yeah. You don't have to deal with it either, and you don't have to wake up and your neighbor's black, right?" You don't have to think about it because you were obviously your parents don't have to say anything because there's nothing in front of them to have to say anything about. So if it's it's kind of like if it's out of sight, out of mind, you don't really have you don't know where you really stand until you're faced with something and then you come with it. But that's what we're trying to get people to understand. I'm not I don't need you to necessarily accept everything that I tell you. You don't have to do that. But understand that I'm telling you something from a perspective, I'm not telling you this to make you racist or call you terrible individuals. I'm telling you to educate you, to help you understand that this is what people feel because this is what we are taught. We are told. We are told. I have to, you know, when I grew up, I've said this before. I, you know, I'm taught. My dad didn't tell me nothing about insurance, but he told me exactly how to respond to a cop. That's that. We, 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 go, we go back to parenting a lot, don't we? You know, yeah. it, we do. But I mean, you think about that. He he didn't yeah. teach me these things, mm-hmm. but he taught me how how you have to look somebody in the eye, you have to do mm-hmm. these things because of he's the, trying that, to get you to survive. Survive. He's, he's a screw job. Like, right. I need to get my so, son to survive. From the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> yeah. Josh and Chris are saying they weren't taught how to survive in a certain setting. They were That's just the, taught yeah, they can live and make choices, and no one's really there to tell them if it's bad. You know, you got an opportunity. You can. The world is yours. Mm-hmm. I have to be taught. Hey, so when you're out and you're in this position, you got to do this. You got to talk this way. You can't say this. You don't want to use slang in this conversation. You want to be this. You know, those are things that you're shown at a very young age. And then we are instantly, I've been taught my whole life to fear certain white people. Mm-hmm. I was. I mean, when I was a kid, I was, I was taught that way. Which white people are you supposed to be afraid of? <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the difficult part. But Obviously like, I not know, you two. <laughs> I didn't know what to like, <laughs> It was like. The guy not, in the sweatshorts, he's not, not afraid of him. Fear you in a sense of, I guess almost like the inferiority, like a feeling like I'm not on the same page. Like I, I know I can't. Yeah, do. if someone pulled up in a truck with the rebel flag, and you know, just like dressed the part. Well, take take I would that. Be fearful. Take that fear out. I'm yeah. saying like a fear of like, I'm not sure I'm supposed to be in this room with this group of people. Okay. Financially, wealth, and all. You know what I mean? Like I was, and if you are, you have to. Put on a certain voice. You have to look, you know, don't look them too long in the eye. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of a weird thing that I was taught, you know. And and it wasn't even that somebody sat you down and taught you. You watched it. Mm-hmm. You watched it when we got in rooms with other people. 
you saw it happen. Because I'm like, Dad, you ain't like this at the crib, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you're out here, it's a completely different setting. Well, your dad sold insurance, too, so I'm sure he had all oh, kinds one, of clients. 100%. Yeah. So right. it was just white like... people love yeah. insurance. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the best statement of the day. White people, white love, people insurance. love insurance. They love it. That, that's kind of factual. Yeah, I have a lot of insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, like this one thing I want to say real quick is like this this setting for me is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, and it's not because you know I'm not here to make anybody feel guilty or feel anything. I just want people to look in certain circumstances and understand. I know even for myself, you know, I see how difficult it is for even white people today. Um, because of all the tension and things that are happening, mm-hmm. I see that fight and I see how hard it is. And I, I'm trying so hard to make it easier that people can be able to speak freely and talk and stuff like that. But I, I see how difficult this has all become in the long run. And and it's crazy because no matter how many times we do this, race is always going to be a part of the conversation. Let's be let's operationalize this a little bit. So me, Mr. White Dude, and Josh is white. Um, we, I don't know why I have to keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to emphasize it, like the hangover God. black dog. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never identified as white more in my life. <laughs> I just just want to make it. Make everybody know I'm Caucasian, known. of Irish and German descent. Yeah. Um, I'm no way affiliated with these mongrels. <laughs> if I was to okay, let's say let's operationalize it like step or step. Like okay, let's say I'm like you know what I'm not sure. Like, I want to get rid of my racial bias. And I want to, you know, relate well to, you know, people of color or different races or whatever. Is that okay to say people of color? Absolutely. Okay. Anyway, then you take your class or something. So, it's so the right vernacular. And and what do I do? Like, do I, I, I would think being, like, being friend, having friendships with people from other races, probably. Do I need to, like, what can I do as a white person to like anti-racism my bias you know like because some people probably I, would have I no think, idea so i train in this right so what it mm-hmm. says is cq cultural intelligence the higher your cq mm-hmm. the lower your bias okay right and the one thing that's also crazy with bias is that stress um your at your day-to-day life will affect how you talk and think to people right mm-hmm. and how you act around different cultures and if you don't understand them, then what we do is, if you don't understand them, we Americanize them. Uh, yeah. We make them, we make them come to us instead of us coming to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like, how many times have you heard, man, I hate calling in the Verizon because just give me somebody who speaks English. Yeah. Right. You but you to- don't realize that somebody is finally getting an opportunity to make money to take care of their family. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been guilty of that, you know what I mean? And I told you this in one of our podcasts before. I said this about me and Asif. You know, I had to sit down with him, and I asked him questions. Tell me about this. Explain. Talk to me. Tell me about how, how it is. You know, I used to say Pakistan, too, and then it's, and when I hear him, it's Pakistan. So I wanted, I want to, I don't want to offend him in any way. I want to learn. You know, I had, um, and I remember I was, um, I grew up differently, too, and I, I, you know, and where my beliefs are as far as, the LGBTQ, I got different views in a lot of mm-hmm. things, right? And so I remember one time I was sitting in a room talking about, we were talking about The Walking Dead. And I, you know, I made a comment uh, about something that was happening in the show. And it was very inappropriate towards a friend of mine who was a homosexual. 
you know, and I had to go back and, and I apologize mm-hmm. and had to have a conversation with him, you know what I mean, and talk to him. But I, I you know, because the last thing I want to do is be condemning or judging whatever like that. So I had to have a conversation with him and apologize for what I said because I didn't mean it that way, but it didn't matter. That's what it came out, and I, I, I could have offended him. But I talked to him. He is my friend. We have different views and different beliefs. He is my friend, though, and, and that is is as real as it gets. And Asif is my friend, regardless of what we think or how different. But I want to know. I want to learn. Like, I talk to him all the time about his marriage. I talk to him all the time about his kids and different things. And it's so, when you start hearing things and how his family got here, it's like, man, it, it, it's, it's one of these things. Like, it, it taught me so much. But then, like he even says about me, like, I hurt for him sometimes because I know how he feels, how, how passionate he is about his work. I know how when I was in there with him and how he made me feel to do how I had to trust him to do his job, right? I've been to other chiropractors and I've never gotten that kind of treatment. But his business might not be as successful as this one and a lot of it may be because of this. And so... I used to not believe that, but I truly believe it now. I had to come to my own conclusion. You know, it's like that... That thing we were talking about, I refuse to believe that, you know, if I can just, but over the last two or three years and then towards like, you know, how I see the response coming back, well, like after they've created a mess, then they come, you know, and to me and then clean it up. It, it's, I'm like, why didn't you just go in the first place over here? Oh, well, whatever it is, a, a $20 deal or this and that, like. And I'm just like, well, that little bit you care about your health, you know, you went and you You're went talking to about a, quality over quantity. Yes, quality over yeah. quantity. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, what Marshall's talking about, like the small business uh, for, mm-hmm. say, that um, they're just not going to go over there. It's like, OK, we're running a food truck now. People love it, that we're doing it and we're doing awesome. in it. the biggest thing my family feared was. Well, if we put Pakistan on there, would they think that we're anti-American or something? Like, that was the biggest fear. And I was just like, everyone knows me. I grew up in Ashland. But seriously, those are our thoughts coming out. You're looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? But that, those are wow. actual thoughts. So, but when they put Hillbilly Hibachi on the side, nobody had an issue. Right, yeah. And, you know, it's Great just... Marketing. Right. Yeah, but it was it was it was those kind of thoughts in our head because it actually holds true. Even with the, what he's talking about with like our other business or my business, you know, as being a chiropractor, it's just like you look at Google reviews and it's just like all five star reviews. Then why aren't we seeing two hundred fifty patients a week there? You know, mm-hmm. we're not. It's not that we're struggling, but I'm just asking the question been around 15 years or whatever and marshall kind of brought up that point like he brought it up and i, I refused to believe it because i was like whatever you know like i'm not going to go point? down what's the point you're bringing up exactly like because of minority status like if i was in a oh. bigger bigger city mm-hmm. this and that population but you get defaulted into like okay well we'll position him down here you know, mm. you've been to my office and you know how the other doctors in my office is mm. awesome. Like we all do the same thing. Like if, if it's about a quality, like people buy iPhones because of quality, mm-hmm. then more people buy it. But what if a iPhone was run by, you know, 
uh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> like, you know, if it was about Steve Jobs, it, it would probably be a different... I like, think the, yeah, yeah. this is something I do want to bring up, and I'm going to yeah. try to bring it up the right way. And, I've kind and of I remember. do understand businesses because there's the barbecue trucks that go around, and it's just like, okay, there's a white dude's, and then there's a black dude's barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I them do, the other day. They're really I good. Do, I do see a... It's different. There is some sort of feel in difference. I'd rather have that, barbecue from um, a black dude, personally. Honestly, yes, I mean, because you know, isn't I that mean, just to be honest, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, Josh. I agree, Josh? With, you. I agree with you. Yeah, I yeah. feel like yeah. I was thinking that. Actually. Yeah, I don't think but you know what I mean. Like there, there is a subconscious or whatever, you're, you're, and people don't like they've never been come out and said or done that. But I'm just like, damn it, like you've been in business for 15 years, like you, you should easily never have to worry about marketing you know in a small town there's something else mm. to that equation and when you're looking up google or phone book and you're looking up a doctor or a lawyer you go to what what differentiates who you go to it's either the reviews or maybe like some name appeals to you or some sort of ad thing to get more hits and be the first one online so yeah I can't remember. No. Yeah, okay. Remember. We're no, just I'm so right. random. Yeah, it was about my barbecue. <laughs> it was about my barbecue comment. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was about my barbecue. Yeah, I was thinking that it's. I never thought about that, but yeah, if you if you had a white guy and a black guy both do barbecue, I mean, you, yeah. you assume that there's difference there. You wouldn't just yeah. I don't and know that there is a maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, but I mean, I thought that too. I was like, I'd rather go to the black barbecue truck. Subconsciously, you look at these things. Subconsciously, I'm like, get get barbecue from the black. I'm making that assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Without even like, I walked up to the thing and I was like, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Because I saw the guys. I was like, these guys know what they're doing. And and the even crazier part is, it's gonna be different items. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even gonna be the same stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just crazy. But what was you said you had you were trying to frame a question. Oh, I was, well, I wanted us to operationalize at the beginning. I was talking about, like, what are the steps we do? And you're talking about, you know, you know, you, I think it's getting to know people from different, from, you know, from different races and cultures. Like, Absolutely. really, like, it's an individual thing. You always say it's about person-to-person basis, and it is yeah. because it's really everybody, it doesn't, like, I can't color, fight the whole racist community. Like, it's, it, it's impossible. Like, but I can, I can talk to individuals one-on-one and like you know, I had this because the whole Trump Hillary Clinton thing, and I had so many of my friends that were Trump supporters, and the rest of them were like Hillary Clinton supporters. And I'm just like, how can I be friends with someone for 30 years and they be racist? I was like, there's no way in hell that that person. I had beef with them for a while, like I was just emotionally distraught. But then when I got down to it, it got down to ideas. A little bit more into their psyche and the way they think. A lot of times, white people don't even—they can't—they don't even think like minorities. They have no understanding that that's, we're that's coming exactly from my, this. That's, that's exactly my yeah, point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're talking mm-hmm. about taxes and stuff like that, and I'm like, you're—it doesn't even matter. You're not even in this tax bracket. But they're talking about something like the pulling myself up by the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. So many people hate that white privilege remark. I pulled myself up. They can't even think in the realm of your minority friends. Well, even the ones that have pulled up their bootstrap <laughs> are still getting well, crapped yeah, on. Right. Go back yeah. like, to, like to yeah. when, uh, when they talked about kneeling for the flag, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, well, my grandfather fought and for me to have these freedoms. But they never thought about the grandfathers who fought and came back and still couldn't go in a restaurant. Yeah, and still couldn't get a... Mm-hmm. Get, I don't yeah. understand why kneeling yeah. of the flag is weird. 
Because like usually when you kneel something, you're subservient to it. Your submission. Yeah. You're submitting and you're this and that. Why, and why, why are they doing that? Why wouldn't they like because, turn because their back to it or something like that? what they've done is with the Patriot Act, like George Bush and Dick Cheney enacted, and now they go around and hang out with all kinds of politicians that are black and like they're – but they're the root cause of this. They enacted the Patriot Act to – Root out. That's why us uh, 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 immigrants are so scared because the Patriot Act was: if you don't, if you're not with us, you're against us. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like our foreign policy, you're against us. You know. Right. And so, and I, and I got to speak to something I also said too just a second ago, um, because this is something that the black community has adopted, which I think is a another learned ignorance. Is that you know. That's not that's not what he was saying, but he was talking about how he brought up Trump supporters, mm-hmm. right? I think one of the biggest problems that we also have is that somewhere along the lines that we think that there's this great divide that you got Republicans and you got Democrats, and one one party's more racist than the other, it's and true. it's not even close to true. Not true at all. Yeah. It's racist across the board, mm-hmm. and and you can't throw racism out because if no matter who we've had in office, nothing's changed. Yeah. Right, we True. we had the George Floyd thing, and everybody Trump should have did something, said something, and yet we're still seeing people slaughtered every single day, and see by, that by the same stuff, right? But so, that's local government, you know. Like the police stuff is a local government. Like I, I mm-hmm. recently talked to the mayor. I was buying some furniture <coughs> over here, and he's like, "I'm the mayor," and I was like, "Oh yeah, you are Matt Perkins. You're the mayor." Yeah. Like, and I was sitting there talking to him, and I started like talking to him about government, and he started telling me like he does. He is a uh, sort of like. Big mayor, small mayor, and we have a small mayor town, and he really doesn't have that much power. Mm. Just yeah, figurehead. Yeah. yeah, and he's just a figurehead, and he actually told me that, and he is like, if we really want to make a difference when it comes to like police force, when it comes to police training, it's local government. Trump does not; he has not. There's not going to really affect that, you know. E- you know, even maybe a state government could. Local mm. government's like really hard to change because look at the voting block. Like it, they they can bring like a couple churches and they're all you know voting age most people vote they're senior citizens, young people sometimes come out and they vote. I don't even I told Matt Perkins yeah. I don't even know I said sorry Matt I've never yeah. voted for you because I didn't know when I was supposed to or even yeah. it doesn't matter anyway yeah. because the commission is what runs our town. Well, plus he's not gonna, mm-hmm. there's no one usually opposes yeah. you know what I mean yeah. whoever gets but. Even at that, I understand local level, whatever. At the end of the day, though, we have a system that was even the the, the way the police were formed was through racism. Yeah, the police started about going out and getting slaves, and then once they realized they needed to do something different with it, then they changed it and it went from the slaves to the clan, and then the police officers became something different. But police didn't that mentality that that slides through there is about profiling it's about all those different things and their own fears and bias those things are still in there but what i'm saying is the when you talk about we think it's a a republican or a democrat thing Mm -hmm. that that one pushes race more than the other we're sorely mistaken that thing is that that entity that problem runs all the way through it all right and i mean go back to the history frederick Douglass was a republican yeah right but then we throw that out because something changed somewhere else. And then we say, this was a Democrat, right? Obama came in and everybody's, oh, now it doesn't matter. The bottom line is the system was designed a certain way. If you go back even before 1776, you look at the edicts that came from the Maryland edict of 1613. It says in it, plain as day, blacks will never be equal. Ever. And then that, pro- that progressed all the way through. 
And then when Jim Crow happened, they went around the world touring to all these other countries saying, these are savages. You do not want to co-mingle with them. They are a That's terrible crazy. group They're of people. They're so scared of black people that they went around the world. To talk shit. Do you remember the Django when you got? (laughs) Yeah, that's messed up. That's so. I mean, that do you see how that how (laughs) how like like they're so scared of black people they went around the world to hate and to speak like what kind of hatred do you have to have? And the worst part about it of all this racism stuff is most people are very religious and they miss the entire God point. They miss the God chapter. Totally, mm-hmm. like you know, like you cannot. I mean, there is a in, in Hebrew scripture, uh, like in the Torah, crazy. it does. Yeah. It does have this brief scripture that people misinterpret about, inter, you know, it, marrying other other races, and and, yes. and, and, and and it does have that. But the reason it was is because they were so because it godless. was godless. Yeah, they were godless. It was has nothing to do with really the race. It has to do that they didn't believe in God they at were all. Going to just they were going to basically in. The faith, yeah. If you coexisted, it would end it, and mm-hmm. that was really what the issue was going to be. Mm-hmm. And and that's but but they misuse that they, scripture, oh, just like in this area of the Bible. Uh, you can't be unequally yoked. Like, yo, what does that mean? Yeah. What uh, you can't? Re- un- the Bible talks about being unequally yoked. What's that? And mm-hmm. so it's unequally. There's, there's lot, it's lot there's, and there's, dark. There's think, a lot there. and dark. But they think it's, they think unequally yoked is race. A lot of pastors preached that for mm-hmm. years. It was mm-hmm. race. Oh, like yolk, like a chicken egg yolk. No, like a, a like a, a cattle yolk with it. Yes. That you put on it to you know, plow the field and all that kind of stuff. You put a yolk on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's called a yolk. Yeah. Okay. And so being we're not talking about eggs at all here. Somebody's going to do more than the other, right? You know what I mean? But the way that they preached that for years was race. That's how you kept races separated because they you don't want to be equal. You, you we're unequal, hmm. and um, that's why. Look at today. From ten to twelve every Sunday are the most two seg- te- most segregated two hours in America. You're- because blacks will go to different churches than whites. You got your black church, your white church, and then you have you know any other you know all the other faiths and mm-hmm. religions are different, and so we're all separated. And from ten to twelve on Sunday, if there's a service hour, or yeah. whatever. But if you're talking about church wise, from ten to twelve every Sunday. See, that's different from us in the mosque. All the mosques are the same. You go, mm. you pray, like you got to wash up first, your hands, feet, you know, all that. And then you go, you do your pray, let, uh, prayer led by them on, and then you're supposed to be like you out, do your charity, they have a charity box, and then you're out. And you do that five times a day, especially if there's a but mosque But you see, in, yeah. in the Muslim yeah. faith, you don't see the division like you do. You only the- separate the women because it like when you're praying and all this but stuff is it like, like it, is it like Sunni it's and like, Shiite? Is it no, no, not in the mosque. Like it's all that's a political rift more than anything. But it's like but that, that's yeah. your major yeah. Your like major when divide. your mosque is a sanctuary, just like all churches are. Right. Like anyone can come. It's open. Blah blah blah, and just get some. Do your prayer, and that's it. You're not supposed to talk about politics now. Maybe some people do uh, in in smaller communities or whatever, and but you're not supposed to do politics. So there's no Presbyterian. There's no That's nothing. The point, yeah, though, like, you don't walk around. Yeah. Well, my yeah. God, this yeah. is the way I interpret. And the reason I they separate women and men because you're praying, you're kneeling, you're up and down. Could you imagine? There's women around you and men, and like the people have these weird 
thoughts, whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, and and they do that. It's not to segregate women, but you're there for spirituality. This ain't a fashion show. You don't come over there to. But, like, see, that's you one know, of the things mingle, I, I mingle, love you know. so much about the the Muslim faith in the. But they call it oppression. But I'm saying the, one, the, one, the yeah. disciplines, mm. the discipline yeah. that is there, and that there's the the divide is very minimal, like it is in the church. Anybody can get up today and start a whole new yeah. section of Christianity and throw it out there, and then everybody Quran will follow. Quran is simple, like it's simple. The Quran was given. There, there's, there's two parts. There's the Hadith was the translations of what the Prophet and his followers may have thought of, a like topics. Say we talk about gay marriage. I don't even think they have anything on that. But the Quran <laughs> was their original interpretation from. The, uh, God, which Gabriel gave through through Muhammad, so that is that that is what they call like this is what you're supposed to live by in your life, like that's supposed to be uncorrupted. There's nothing. Um, what he called that Muhammad that was translated, given to God, what given from God that is even like the scholars from Bible and Torah and stuff will agree that there the way it's written that there's no impurity in it. Now, in the Hadiths, it's just like interpretation. That's like the Bible according to Joseph and, you know, the Bible according to, you know, uh, those are kind of like some are what the Prophet Muhammad, you know, had uh, gave his interpretation. Some are his closest disciples. And then all of these things are fact-checked from like higher order. So, but the the beauty, so of, like the, the books the beauty of the Quran is none of that stuff has been corrupt and it's been interpreted from day one isn't like, the most pure way to read the quran um in arabic like yes say? arabic because there's certain dialects so <clears throat> like when the bible was translated from you know uh greek well, to greek, uh, and different greek than, destroyed than, yeah, the yeah. bible yeah well from aramaic I mean, and greek and at, different stuff if you look at like interpretations like the mm-hmm. niv is straight from the hebrew straight from the greek and straight from the uh, the well, the NIV the takes out a lot of verses too. Yeah, the, the Aramaic. What is it? NIV takes out a lot of verses. Yeah, but it's the straight. It's one of the straight translations. You look at King James; it's a translation of a translation, and it went off the Septuagint, you know, and and things like that. So it gets real squirrely. But I, I took ancient Greek in college, and it is insane. There's all kinds of books that are still like left out because of the Roman the Catholic Church yeah, the Roman, Roman Catholic, Catholic Church well the, the Council of Nicene yeah they, they kind of messed up King James yeah. didn't like it either no you know, he yeah. wanted supposedly um, some too. people say that Shakespeare like was one of the guys yeah. who like worked on the vernacular yeah. of the King I've James heard Bible. that one of the yeah. biggest sticking points like sometimes like a, like I'm afraid to even talk to Christians about is the crucifixion of Christ like that's that's, that's one that's of the a pretty big major thing, thing that it, it is a, it's a major thing it's it, it's kind of like it's such a touching point i think a lot of people in the muslim world and other parts are just like a tippy toe and walk around it because it's like dude Why? this like, because people get pissed off about it like about the crucifixion yeah like whether it was like what other religions believe like you know obviously there was arab people around <laughs> You know, it's like, hey, the neighbors they were hanging saw around. They were hanging around. Yeah, they were hanging there. around there too. So, I mean, they have their own interpretation or what possibly happened. Uh, or, I mean, there's things in there about Mary and other things yeah. that. And it's always is always interesting to me that like we, like I feel like sometimes, like that part of Christianity 
is kind of like we're not going to listen. I mean, like the the Jewish people have a strong belief of who Jesus was, and mm-hmm. to them, he wasn't the Messiah. Right. And where Muslims give Christianity that leeway, like yeah, Jesus did, but they don't give him that leeway that he was crucified. And that was a big thing for me. I was like, what? Like, you know, I didn't know, that, like, and they they were like, no, he wasn't crucified. I had this thing and, that I... And that's all they say in the Quran. It's just like, they don't go into detail, like, yeah, no, he, he did they seem, out they, they seem as a prophet. They do see him as a prophet mm-hmm. and not a son. That's another thing, because if not we start having sons and daughters of God, then we're all sons and daughters of God. No, he's the sense. son. Yeah. <laughs> the son, yeah. The, the one, the, son. the only child. Yeah. And then they make him into God, how God is mm-hmm. son and God, and then, like, but it's all belief. It's all belief. It's belief in semantics. Yeah, belief, I have this yeah. thing, I have this thing yeah. that I, that, listen, I have a degree in Bible. I preached for years, and I think, uh, Bible's like, when, I mean, I, I can't help but, it, it's just, it permeates my mind. It's, you know? it's, it's great. But here's history. the thing. Yeah. People argue whether or not the events really, really, really happened. Like, this happened, it's history. And, of course, Josephus, the, the Jewish uh, historian, does confirm a lot, mo- a lot, most of the things that happened in, in, in the Bible at that time. I mean, the Old Testament's kind of hard because it was before, you know, because the Jewish people are a spoken word type of people. They memorize things. That's why we even have it, period, is because these stories and stories, like, if we look at, like, Genesis, for heaven's sake, you know, Let's say we talk about creation. It's okay. Maybe that really happened. Maybe it really happened. Okay, and let's say it did. But if it didn't really happen, the meaning of that story is more important than the history of it. Hmm. The meaning of the of all the stories in the Bible and what it means for our spirituality matters more than it whether it's historical accuracy in my in my opinion. And so that, that's how I take of it. it. Is what allegory? Is that the right? Like yeah, it's I guess a, it'd be it's allegory. A moral. Yeah. Yeah, you know that you're supposed to take something away from. Yeah, but I, I look at it as this: pride comes before the fall, right? So yeah. Pride is a big issue when it comes to anything else, and when you look at and Rick Warren said in that purpose driven life, which I didn't care for the book, but mm-hmm. one of the things he says is like, if I hand you an invention and put it in front of you and ask you to make it work, you're not going to be able to because you weren't the creator. Right. Right. And so what happens is in our world is it's so funny how we don't logically, if we step back and look at everything as a whole, you know, for matter whether you from the Muslim faith to Christianity, what we all just sat back and said is some, something God had to give information to someone or something. And that information had to get given out and passed on. That didn't change anywhere. No. Right. Right. But yet we want to figure out how to define it, make it make sense. Well, he couldn't have done this or she's going to done, you know, all these different things. When at the end of the day, if it's God, as we say, who's infinite, who has no beginning and no end, how in the world do we think somewhere in our in our world that we get to define? It's no different than we're talking about racism yeah. when we're talking about white and black. If you're not black and didn't experience it, how do you explain it? And if I'm and vice versa, if I'm not white, how do I explain something to somebody that isn't necessarily all I'm trying to give you is my experience from right. and what we've learned as mm-hmm. black people to help better transform this thing. But mm-hmm. when you look at faith and you look at all this stuff, it's like do you understand? God had to know man was going to screw this thing up. <laughs> he had to. Yeah. Because what comes with what, in, in any faith, what comes with it? Power. Mm-hmm. It, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. Wars have been started over religion. Mm-hmm. 
battles, and people are still dying over it every single day. Yeah. There have been battles in the Muslim faith that people have lost their lives over, over a belief, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's happening. The Crusades so, were a heck of a time. Exactly. Okay, and, so, and, then, and, then, and so at mm-hmm. the end of the day, when we sit back and look at this stuff, one of the things that just always has blown my mind is that, you know, we don't question when America was ha- created, Right. We don't question because well, this is what the history book said. If we, if somebody said who's the first president of the United States, you're gonna bet your bottom dollar George Washington. But then when you get to college and you find out, well, George Washington wasn't the first president. They yeah. had presiding officers. They had all these other things first, right? But you're not gonna go back. The million yeah. dollar question is who was the first president? You're gonna bet on the million George Washington. So we don't think about. Listen, that I'm when, on Mount when, Rushmore when we, and I'm the first president. <laughs> I mean, history. I mean, history is always gonna be skewed by the people who get to run. But when you yeah. really start yeah. looking at, and then what, what happens is when you inundate people with information for so long and they just buy into it mm-hmm. and believe it, when you come out and tell them the truth, then you got to come back and nobody. But we're already so far gone. We're not going to go back and change mm-hmm. it, right? And that's what happens. And so when you look at how the Bible was passed on, with, first of all, there's no eyewitness account to Genesis. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's no eyewitness account to any part of in the Muslim. There's no eyewitness account yeah. to creation. But right. yet. I'd be like, you we, saw the Gabriel who? Like, what? <laughs> so yeah, you see what I'm saying? So then we go back and we try to argue yeah, it as yeah. if somehow we can make that make sense. Yeah. And then now, like like you talking about, when we grow up here, and, and, and when you go to Bible school and, and your college, oh, you got to learn this, and then this one came out and said this, and you got to learn this Greek, Hebrew, all this other stuff, yeah. and you get back to the point, and then you just have to say, so faith is the evidence of things unseen. Yeah. I'll stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I, I know, and it's like if I told you, just like right now, if I said, Oscar, do you love your children? I do. Pretty. Show me how much. Uh, show you. Yeah. You can't. Like I can't. I There's can't nothing show you can you. do. Yeah. I mean, right? Action. But somehow action. you believe without a shadow of a doubt, love exists. Yeah. Because of what yeah. you feel, mm-hmm. what you experience, how you act toward other people. And, yeah. Exactly. And you know, there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do to shut it. But you know, there's nothing in the world that you wouldn't do for this, this, these mm-hmm. people that you brought into this world, right? And that's one of the things when I look at the Bible, I read between the lines because yeah. love and all these other things have to. And my faith have to compensate for the things that we've screwed up over time and the things that we lack. And we don't take time to really understand and process. I don't need to know that Genesis happened the way everybody, even in the way the Bible, it happened. This stuff happened. I know what, without a shadow of a doubt, we didn't come from monkey because we still got monkeys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it, we just, just think, I know that. I know we didn't come from mud and lightning. Lightning hits mud all the time and nothing else has been created. Like, this stuff happened. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know. But these... God didn't speak the word into the mud. Like, like when lightning hit it, like all said right now. <laughs> right. Like, God has to speak. It's that vibration. It's... The universe works on vibration. So mm-hmm. the first thing in Genesis is God spoke. Yes. Right? So that vibration. So mm. me, like, I'm thinking in scientific terms on yeah. how Bring it. things like that apparitions you know manifest you know it's like so a lot of times we we get all like religiousy and humany like mm-hmm. we're like oh god says seven days what the hell is seven days in your days versus god's days mm-hmm. like there's no time with god there's no nothing like and then we we put all these human judgments on religion Facts. 
it, when it's just like you're you can't even view it from God's point of view. You can't. You're because you're, you're not God. All, all religion <laughs> yeah. people, you know, we as people we create stories and narratives, mm-hmm. and that's how we understand the world. And I think. You know, religion, a lot of what I think religion is, is people experienced things and they created stories to try to help them explain and understand what they saw and experienced. It's like Hollywood with that movie 300. Remember that movie 300? Mm -hmm. Look how beautiful they made those Spartans (laughs) with like abs and this and that. But when they showed the Persians, they looked like freaking hideous monsters. Because we, that's yeah, a, we, that's we a see our relationship history. with Christianity and the Muslim world fighting. Look at these evil Mongols. Well, it's the same thing would happen with in the eighties with the Russians. And yeah, why we yeah. have racism in yeah. the church because yeah. Jesus was blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah, and everybody knows angel, that. Every angel was white. Oh yes, yes everybody knows that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every angel was white. Yeah. Rip right, and and so then yes, and then you looked at great diets, and, and then when yes. you and. <laughs> darker you were was related to evil yeah right and so you see that's the same stuff jesus yeah. probably looked like asif i do, all reality yeah, yeah. you're he, looking he, at him right he, now he yeah. like no asif was bald yeah <laughs> <laughs> who did say jesus oh uh, he had hair later on no, no i don't think how do we know that hair. what yeah. jesus had how hair? do we know because he, he was hair. a Nazarite. He, they had, had a hair, hair. yeah because they didn't cut their hair they didn't cut their hair well i mean what if it just fell out it didn't. They didn't cut Jesus it. Jesus is mean, so many different things. Uh, he's a Nazarite. He was a Jerusalem. Like, like I, I just love all these little, little different characters. I'm the like Church of Nazareth. Like I'm like this. Uh, <laughs> I don't like your sarcasm. And right then, then I'm just saying. <laughs> You're coming to Jesus' heart And I'm just saying, right they were all in Palestine, and Palestine's the biggest prison. I'm just trying to bring it back into, like, you know, it's like, how do you, like, I love the Jewish people's plight. And now I'm probably going to get tagged on this, but uh, like the amount of we need to crap do that's going on, on in Israel and Palestine, it just won't ever stop. And, mm. and and I can't help to say that it's based on racism. Like it's not based on oh, anything I, yeah. else. It's based oh, on racism. Yeah, definitely. We need a Jewish per- person. Like on the Palestinians podcast. should just convert <laughs> yeah. into like some other religion, and then they would just be like, okay, cool. But would the Israelis accept them? As new Jews, or would they just be like how the black people are treated in America as Christians? Oh, well, you're point. Christian, but you're not really Christian. Right. And the Palestinians are treated like that in the Muslim world too. But that's <laughs> right. Back, yeah, yeah you know, you know, it's like what I'm but saying. Go I'm, back to what I just yeah, said. It's, it's power. Like, yeah, it's right? power, power. It's power. power the power. Book of Eli is a great understanding of what would happen when you it get. It is a good. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's great when you have information is power. Knowledge is power. Yeah. It's a real thing. And so when you think about. Just like I was talking about insurance, right? When you realize how much money is moving inside this United States or this world, and the people who have their hands on it, like they just came out and talked about, I guess all the billionaires go to this one place in Switzerland every year, and they have these conversations because at the end of the day, if they cash in, everybody's broke. Are you talking about right. the Bilderberg Group? It's or a, the, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's no, this is another one. It's another. It's oh, another. You're group. talking about the yeah. where they all the millionaires get the, together. Yeah, and, and there's no secret about it. they just. No, uh, but no, there was another. I would do it. It's yeah. a billionaire group. Yeah, yeah. They, they go to and they were they basically came out recently and said that if if basically getting everybody to be On uh, is the it same like page? is it debt free? You you'll own nothing. Yeah, but you'll be happy. In the next so many mm-hmm. years, because yeah, I've heard that. Um, and they were talking about, and they were saying that this push has to start 
Because right now, when you think it's now, not a bad deal for it, a lot it, of people. If everybody's debt free, control. then they're yeah, it, richer. It is, it's it's a it's control a bad, deal, yes, yeah. Because they get richer. But the thing about that is, though, is like like right now we, we look at this world. Debt free is them I don't like facts. billionaires talking about us being debt free. No, That's no, I don't like that. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? And then look what's happening in the world right now. The stuff doesn't even make sense. We don't even know why this Russian-Ukraine war is yeah. happening. The real, the real stuff behind it, and then all of a sudden now China's in talks with a war, yeah. and we're getting ready. And and I think Israel's going through some stuff too with um, different groups, and so war is getting ready to break out all over the place. World War Three, but isn't it, isn't a war always going on? It's just if we know about it or not. <laughs> well, I'm saying like Ridiculous. now it's like it's yeah. being globalized in yeah. the sense where everybody can get involved. Like mm. where we're talking about World War Three, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's it's coming. And I mean, the technology we have now is and, such a dangerous thing to have it's a war. It's all over power. I mean, my hope is that World War Three doesn't happen. I feel like I appreciate that, Josh. Thanks, this is my, yeah. <laughs> this is my theory. I think people are too entertained for there to be a World War Three again. I think. Gosh, that's good. I think people are too comfortable, too content in in today's time for something like that to happen again. I don't think it's ever up to the people about war. Right. Like they wouldn't have been a Russian Ukraine war if it was up to the people. The thing is, the the reason there's war is because the people in power keep on wanna holding on to power and they want to keep on making more money while putting us in default. So this inflation was caused by the whole COVID thing and globalization and then mm-hmm. they found out, oh, it's a bad idea to get our beef from Brazil. Well, no shit. Like we got we right. got everything in the states. But then if you go into like uh, totally make yourself uh, non trading with the rest of the world, see. America goes around with a stick and puts sanctions. Iran has more oil than most all the Gulf countries and, and Russia and stuff like that, but it can't produce or sell it. So it stays mm. poor and the people get hurt by it, but they blame their leaders because their leaders aren't bowing down to America. Mm. Pakistan's prime minister just got kicked out of office. Why? Because it was a coup because America stopped working with Pakistan. Pakistan's economy is going down. The military stepped in and said, get this dude out of power because we need America warplanes to counteract and balance with India geopolitically. Mm-hmm. India is always messing with the neighborhood because it has global power. Uh, like it wants global power and wants to be a world power again. But it has to deal with its neighbors like China, which has fought wars with it or even mm. Pakistan has fought wars with it so like all this regional stuff is going on that most Americans don't understand and all we care about is right. like our Hollywood movies that give us our interpretations of the world absolutely yeah, yeah I agree I think you it's know, a lot, that, it's that's a lot what's more going complicated on. it's all like you know like we're Russia's always the enemy why they've been trying mm. to get into NATO and and Europe and stuff like that but America and Europe needs a uh, a some enemy, a, a, a enemy mm-hmm. over there because right. what would happen if everyone started working together? If Russia had free will to give oil to all the European countries, why why is America over there controlling European powers policy? Mm-hmm. But then the problem's going to kick in with power and yeah. money. Somebody's yeah. going to get greedy, and yeah. that's why you have to start. That's what Nigeria I'm saying. has all the oil in the world, but they block. The Africa and Nigeria, because guess who controls Nigeria? France and and all those European powers. Mm. That like, there's no reason that Africa should be poor. And the poor guy Gaddafi tried to unite Africa with one single currency. They capped him. And listen, mm. whether you like the yeah. Bible or not, yeah. 
for the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. True. And it's just the facts because somebody will always try to profit off of you yeah. and take whatever they can from you regardless. Did you, I mean, just like, I saw this the other day. Did you know that they're paying homeless people in California? Yeah, just like that's they're this is, paying them this to is, stay homeless. California is so stupid. Like I don't like you made some of those people have started making a decision and a choice. But think about it. Yeah. We pay you to be homeless so you don't use all the energy and resources. That's like that lady out there at the bridge. The lady. We do that already. It's called. It's called. It's food stamps. She's got a cell phone. We do that already. We pay people to be homeless. When it's snowing, she brings out a space heater. When it's raining, she's got the parka. Like I'm like I don't know any homeless person that does that. Like she's over there like this. Like like Biggie Smalls over there and just chilling on that cell phone. Like just. Talking and I'm like, there's no way I've never seen a homeless person do that in my life. The last homeless person I ran into, we were cooking food. The poor guy was over there laying on the ground. I went and brought him food. This dude came over to me, tried to give me some of his whiskey in return, and I was like, no man, I don't want to. I don't want you. Like the guy was a totally like it, this was a, what a homeless guy. Well, there's was. two of them that go down to that yeah. bridge and they park at Burger King. Right, I see. I'm like, and there's they, two of them that are down at yeah. Park at Burger King with new cars. I have a friend. But you know, one guy made a hundred and seventy-three thousand dollars doing that in South Shore. I don't doubt it. I have a friend, and he uh, tax-free. He um, he's a he's he's kind of down and out on his luck. I have a friend. He's I got out of prison like maybe a year ago, something like that. And he said when he first got out of prison, like he didn't have a place to live. He has to live in Kentucky in and out down there and everything. And he told me that when he first got out, like he's a hardworking guy, but he just had been on downs luck, used drugs and things like that. And he said when he first got out, he had these people that would come and offer him like, hey, listen, we run this uh, corner, uh, uh, what they call panhandling uh, operation. I'm going to give you this corner if, if you give me 30% of what you make. Because this guy that he's just talking to him as – he owns. It's like a pimp of a. He owns this corner. I've, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that it's and like so an operation. It's a, that they it's do, a pyramid basically. scheme. Like all the people. It's super smart. Corner. So they've taken. That's usually what they do in the ghettos for. They've unionized. Crack, it's but, the same thing. Yeah, but it's the same thing without the drugs. Right? Yeah, it's like you you, you can beg on or this corner. Or maybe they give them drugs in the evening after they're done with their shit. And this friend and this friend yeah. of mine's like, no, I'll just beat your ass and take the corner. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's a guy oh this guy's yeah. don't mess with him. Like, I'm glad he's. Like, like he's not on my side, <laughs> yeah. but in, right. and so it's that's that's the streets. Like you, you, you know, you can either get used by other people or you beat somebody up. And mm. I, I think like when I talk to him, I get real life stuff. I'm like, oh, this is really how cutthroat it is. I live in my, you know, my home here with the pool, and I'm like, oh, everything. We're all fine. blessed. We're all yeah, yeah. We're blessed, so blessed. Man. And I, I started seeing how rough it is, and like the fact that he stays clean and off drugs blows my mind. You know, he could do anything he wanted to get to get an easy buck and i think mm-hmm. we got to give but when it comes to panhandling like these people have been taught that i i knew they used to know this guy I, i've worked at a lot of churches and he would come to every church i ever went to and he begged and had the same story but he would always forget that he knew me and he'd have a different story every time and i'd be like sam i don't know his name wasn't sam let's just say it was i'd be like sam you know you've met me like five times and i said once you, you had a dad once you didn't have a dad your mom like you got to stick to the same story dude like just stick stick to the same story, and you can because he would go to churches and the people would provide for him for a while. But people are taught that like yeah. we we live in a place of generational poverty here. People have been mm-hmm. on food stamps and living off government checks 
their mom did, their dad did, their grandpa did. Yeah, it's a taught. And, and then of, some people will, like, let's say their kid, they'll, they'll get people, and you, you, you know this, Josh, people will mm-hmm. get to where they get paid to take care of their own kids. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean, but culturally, like, that, that, in our culture, Asian culture, that that brings like shame, right? Mm-hmm. And lot, mm-hmm. lot, what, where is the shame? It, people, they're not feeling shame anymore. It's survival. About. This is survival. This is people knowing how to survive. And but like it's but, hard work to sit at the corner all day in the heat. I know, but like why don't you just go get a regular? But job? think about like, it. You know, you, because mm-hmm. you're not going to get paid enough. It, if you work at Burger King, what, what's minimum wage I don't right now, think Josh? That lady gets so I, much money. I actually, well, it's I, like seven twenty-five. Yeah. Okay, I posted let's say something on Facebook about this recently that if you calculate the numbers, uh, you can work forty hours a week and you're you won't be able to meet Yeah, if, standard living. Yeah, yeah, you won't be able yeah. so you know, every person needs to use some supports and I think a lot of us are not as honest as we could be about how much support we get through our family, mm-hmm. through friends. Uh so yeah, I mean I think I they think said a lot you need like thirty dollars an hour right now to meet yeah, I mean, let's think about this. You make seven twenty-five an hour, so you get a Burger King. You make seven twenty-five an hour. That's two hundred nine dollars a week. It's taxed times one, two, five. Uh, so you're making a hundred and ten dollars a week. And, and yeah. then, how in the world yeah, are you going to pay rent anywhere other than Hillcrest Breeze? Like, right. Groceries. That, yeah. And that's not even to say, you know, if you have a car, y- yes, you might car, be able to yeah. buy one. But what happens if it breaks down? It's a really sad situation. I don't know. Like, people have survived for so long on the same stinking minimum wage even before, and somehow it it's come. But getting out of, uh, like, starting from, like, ground zero and trying to become wealthy or rich is a very difficult task. It mm-hmm. may take you two or three generations if every generation is willing to do their part correctly. Right. But if not, like, uh, you know... We'll give, like, example, like, my parents, you know, just suitcase. Me, college debt and whatever. Well, hopefully I can do something to help my kids not go into that college debt. And then hopefully they play a perfect game in life and and get through. And hopefully their kids by then will be in a position where we can say, well, we have brown privilege. You know, and <laughs> you think about that. That's that's five hundred. You know, that's like it's, it's, that's my game plan in my head. It's five hundred and five hundred and ninety-two dollars a month if you work at Burger King forty hours a week. How a in the month? world? That there's no way that's a month. I think that yes, it is. Let's say you take your taxes are way too off. It's uh, I think seven seventy-five. Isn't that the current seven twenty-five? I think so. I said I just did the math. Seven twenty-five times forty. Two ninety, okay. right? Okay, so let's then times That's four, a week, a week, eleven hundred and sixty dollars a month, and so remember eleven sixty times. Let's say they take twenty five percent out taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Two hundred ninety. I'm about twenty four percent. So it's a little bit more. Eleven hundred twenty five minus two ninety. What did I say? Eleven sixty. I mean, you're gonna make maybe. Seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I mean, how you know rent itself. If you get is forty like hours at your job, if yeah, they let rent, you have rent four to five, unless yeah. you live in like our low income house, like that's twenty eight dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. see, most of those people have really bad 
spending but habits. If you're evicted once, you can't get ever get that. Those right. Types of perks I mean, I had people mm-hmm. that also like they didn't. They would buy a tattoo before they paid their rent. They would right. they, they they would go and they would go to rent a center and but get all their furniture. They'd have nicer furniture than their apartment. You but know, there's they, a real reason for this stuff, man. It's skills. crazy. Like when you when you're stripped of things in your childhood and you don't get a chance to live, and you so can the have first it. time yeah. you get money, yeah. you operate out of that thought process than you do necessities. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not saying it's and wrong. No, no, I'm just I'm saying, not, I'm just saying you're either. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that's what happens, and that's why you see that. So then when people always get mad at them, like, you can't go out. Well, one, they don't know priorities. A lot of times you're not taught priorities, and you're not taught how to do these things. You you know, and if you have to spend, and if you got to go every single day doing nothing to give you some kind of reward for your money like mm-hmm. you know what i mean something mm-hmm. like one like for me i hate buying tires i know there's a benefit to it i know i hate i, hate, I just spend a lot of money, money on tires, tires yeah mm-hmm. knowing what it's going to be in the long run you know what i mean but you know i, I have to i have to talk myself into that you know <laughs> i'm gonna go off the road and die i better <laughs> buy tires you know I mean? but it's just one of those things but like you don't because there's no ben you don't see the natural benefit to buying tires you know what i mean I think well, I think me. there's like a stereotype of like the the low income or poor person uh, that has the junk car with a awesome stereo system. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. You that's know a, that's I mean? a thing. Yeah, yeah. You can go upstairs or you can go downstairs. One day. It's hard to believe that Marshall doesn't like rims and tires. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad the other brown guy said that. Anyway, but uh, I, I think education is where it comes from. We should be teaching people what good financial management is when you're when you're a kid. From when like day one, you should be learning how to spend your money, what's mm-hmm. important, priorities, what's not important. We're working on a people working in a factory type of education right now. But playing dodgeball in gym class is so important, Chris. <laughs> well, think about what you learn in school. You learn about math and, and history and all this stuff, but how do you balance your checkbook? How do you get insurance? How do you, right. um, well, you know, how do you get an ID? I teach, I've taught more people how to get their ID and birth certificate than I can even tell you because they, they couldn't do anything because mm-hmm. then they didn't know how to do that. It's, it's, I mean, my, my, like my, I mean, my dad I th- taught I me a lot of things. Number one, we need to pay people more. You know, I, I but think see, we then need you're going to gonna pay be paying people. twenty-seven dollars for a cheeseburger. So you got to think, you know. I, I yeah. think the corporations need. They're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, what we're going to end up coming to is like either uh, automation, because some of this stuff is. Um, I, I, as a small business owner, I don't think I can pay somebody thirty dollars an hour. I don't. I don't even make that myself. Mm-hmm. Like for myself, you know. Right. It's like. Uh, there's no way that I can pay someone thirty dollars an hour. So if you're asking Burger King to pay people thirty dollars an hour, guess what's coming is going to be the automatic burger machine that's going to make everything. It's not even no one's going to touch your sandwich, and it's going to be handed right to you. And I think that's already going to happen. Or a fifty dollar Whopper. Yeah, yeah. or a fifty dollar <laughs> Whopper. Yeah, and I'm not paying fifty dollars for a Whopper. Me either. I, and, Chris yeah. has a light that comes on his faucet, so he. What? I just, want, I just want to throw like that a blue light to when kill turn, bacteria. Yeah, like it's just in case you, in case you can't see your hands. He's fancy. No, that's fancy yeah. stuff. <laughs> that's white. That's white people stuff right there. <laughs> Bro, I it's, turn that on like what just like, happened. I, I, when, when I moved to this house, no, I was like, why more, do I have that? That's like, normal. That's Every, everyone has that. I'm gonna. I gotta go check this out now. Okay, go ahead. Turn the water on. Yeah. This is real. Look at Chris. 
this is happening. I, I didn't even notice it. You didn't? I, no. What I, is that for when I'm like, I don't want, I'm too lazy to turn the light on? <laughs> what I is don't know. For? I just know it came on. And I was, <laughs> what is that for? Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't fancy. know why. I don't know why I have that. Use your real voice, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Caviar. <laughs> <laughs> I use that voice all the time. Facts. Yeah. Here I'm talking about. Here, I, here I'm talking about what, what what we need to do for poor people. I'm like. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't this, be poor. This is what we got to do for poor people. We got to stop. I was just about to go into a tirade about like, yeah. like I do think that there is a. Mentally, we need to help people overcome doing things they don't want to do. Because a lot of people don't do what they don't want to do. They don't like. They don't take care of themselves. They don't manage their money right. Mm-hmm. They don't um, have the right priorities. They're stuck in trauma, or they're stuck in drug use. So they, and, but they, and they won't. They. And, we and like I've used a system in America where we have so many tax dollars that. People have gotten away with, you know, and then now, uh, like, abusing the system. Now, when you ask, like, regular people, like all of us in here, that, hey, do you want to help out more people with more social programs? And we're all just like, hell no. Like, like let's let's fix the ones that we have a little yeah. bit. or well, listen. Because they take so much money out of everything. Facts. Like, mm-hmm. they take money out of your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Then, whenever you go to the bank, they're probably taxing you on your your fees and stuff and then you buy something you get taxed you own the, a house the person who made it. the stuff got right. taxed like everything is taxed that's why we have a tri- trillion dollar economy. you work for the Four three first dollars. three months of the year yeah in some tax brackets it sets longer for some other for higher tax brackets we for, should just all for, tax, stand for up. taxes when someone brings up january 6th like some of my liberal friends are like send trump to jail like okay fine send him in jail send everybody to jail who did it but my thing is, you didn't go far enough. Like, if you're going to start something, finish it. Oh, the, yeah, yeah like the insurrection. Topple right. the government, and then we'll <laughs> elect all new officials. I think those people that really the, wanted to topple government, they were there for a, they were just looking for a leader that was not a coward like Trump right. was. January like, 6th makes no sense to me. It doesn't and, make And the it, reason why it doesn't make sense to me is because... I, I hear what everybody's talking about and they call it the insurrection and all this yeah. other stuff and everybody thinks that it was there were so many loopholes in that day that don't make sense but here's but here's my yeah. point we're finding out all of our government officials got up since this January 6th all this stuff has happened $40,000 raises <laughs> for all of our con- congress yeah. men and women $40,000 raises not only to get $40,000 raises um, we are now hearing those talks about these insider trading that these our yeah. politicians and are getting. And it's okay with them. And that's fine. Yeah. But here's what's so crazy. While you're making 200 something thousand dollars tax-free, not paying for gas, can go electric, do all these other things, you're sitting there saying, the American people are feeling this, the American people, and I don't care what side you sit on, yeah. they're all talking about the American people, and I got to go talk to my constituents. And all. It's garbage to me because you don't face our problem and our pain. Yeah. You can pay $16 for chicken. And feel nothing. That's we why can't, I said, yeah. you can you can you can. I heard the lady that that speaks for Biden, um, the African American woman, talking yeah. about um the eighty the twenty five cents they're now saving in gas. You go talk to the firefighters and the people. It was and a how much buck fifty six like, few years ago. Lady, like, are like, you yeah. nuts? Yeah, your twenty five cents from off gas is yeah. giving us what? 
that we're not. I seen cereal for eight dollars the other day. Are you kidding me? They manipulate. (laughs) That's some good cereal. They manipulate. (laughs) They manipulate people because they think that people don't remember, and it's very true. We have amnesia, so all of a sudden we're happy that it's three fifty-six. Like, why? When this country is more oil than anything. And one thing I'm going to say that makes me the most mad about all this, and this is the last time I'm speaking on politics, is that. I doubt it, but okay. There's a good, yeah. a good chance, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. For the moment. Um, just, are you still mad over the light? <laughs> no. no. I ruined your whole time. I bet you reminded me. More people but, don't have that light. But the thing that I, I'm going to say that just makes me, that I, I'm just so frustrated with as a whole, is that these double standards and how we live in this government and, and how people will just not deal with truth. Me and Josh were talking about this yesterday. Just deal with the whole truth. If you're if you're mad at Trump for January 6th, then you have to deal with everyone else that allowed this stuff to happen to the Supreme Court justices. Yeah. You have to you have to address mm-hmm. them the same way you do everything. And like I saw the view the other day and it's like just like when that Joy Behar did blackface a while back and they tried she didn't mean she's got good black friends, but if that had been anybody else, yeah. It's all oh, they did blackface and they're terrible. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I hate this double standard or that we don't get to deal with the truth across the board. So if if January sixth is bad, then the Supreme Court justice is bad. The Nancy Pelosi stuff is bad. Her husband is. They said they found cocaine and everything else in his system and nothing. Yeah. They they waited five hours to do any of his stuff, right? If that's anybody else, <coughs> it's over. And I just hate. Seeing that, and then I hate more than anything all of the politicians talking about they work hard for the American people. And I have never, in all my years, and even I've been more invested in it now than I've ever been, I have never seen anything come out of any of it. That's why I said burn it down. I'm, I'm, I would have said, said, you know what? We're going to start a new revolution. It's going to be like, here's our constitution. I don't think that should come out of your mouth. Everybody, <laughs> hey, I, listen, I'm still let me be president. That's you, racist you, in the first you're, you're not allowed you're to be president. To get president. I'm still focusing so on. If they burn the constitution or the, that down, then I can, I can be president. I'm listen, I, listen bro, I yeah. get it. And I, I hear you. And that's one yeah. thing I don't, I hate it. Because I know the hypocrisy and all this. I don't, like all these guys were running Scared, not even scared. Scared, running around like ah, look, they're gonna hang Mike Pence. What, bro? You were hanging around with Trump? What'd you expect? Like, you want me to feel sorry for you now and jump on your team, face the consequences? You hung around with the uh, Cobra Commander all day. He bailed. You're left, Destro. <laughs> Go deal with it. You I'm, know, I'm still like that's how I feel about it. You know, I it's love like, the GI Joe reference. Definitely the GI yeah. Joe reference. It is because I, it's the truth. You see it in cartoons, and you're like, "How's that dude still hanging out with him?" Like, and that that's the that's the thing. In government. Can I ask you this question? Can I ask you? How come people don't see Joe Biden the same way they see Trump? Because this is what my black friend told me, and you know him too. Why, why, he said. Why can't you he said. He said that. That man, and he didn't say it like in that accent, but he said that man. Yeah, why did you say it like that? Yeah, I did. He said that man, uh, what he called, stood man. behind a black man and never said two words against him the whole eight years. I was like, yeah, and that's how secret racist people act. That that was my my. I was like, that's how people who are in who want power so bad. This dude's been in power fifty years. Do you think he doesn't know how to shut the hell up for a little bit so he can get his way because he knows what's next to come? He was a he was a what do you call those as skull and bones member, Mm -hmm. 
And it was only about his time that he starts, you know, getting his. And Obama screwed that up because I think he was supposed to be in there because they were trying to push. Because Obama told, was like Bill Clinton came up to him, but like it's not your time, you know. Are, are you talking about Trump or uh, no, no, Biden, 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 Biden when he got elected, Biden, yeah, Biden ran in what 1986. Because me and Marshall hmm. feel the same way about. I don't think he, he's what he is is a puppet. For minorities, like you know, like even even uh, I was mad at uh, Obama for the longest time, and and still am. I want to get a chance to meet him. Be like, bruh, <laughs> you could have done so much more, but you chose to do drone strikes and all this because you wanted to get your second term in, and then you came down a little bit more aggressive. And, and then the you whistleblower went too far. Thing he did, then he you didn't. started going too hmm. far left. I'm but still focusing on Marshall no, watching like, watching the View. Yeah. I'm just seeing Marshall at his house. I don't watch. I, I see Marshall at his house. He's like, oh, it's the time to watch. It the popped the up view. on YouTube. I don't watch. But I, I, like when they say like <laughs> the they're arguing with somebody or what do they treat people? Yeah. I watch that because I just sit back and I, I'm blown away at how just views on things and the way people think. But like that's why I asked the question: Why do so many people separate Biden and Trump? Because you have to have polarized sides. Like if you, if you read yeah. 1984, you have to have Eurasia and I don't forget what the other one was called. Do you remember, Josh? Eurasia and in 1984, the book, it talks about how they Your always Africa. divide. Your, your Africa. That's, mm. It's called your, your Africa. <laughs> Yo, mama. <laughs> yeah. And you have to have polarizing sides. Like yeah. why we had why we have a two party system. It's much easier control. So when there's two parties, mm. it's divisive. It's the way they the way they do it. That's how. It's done. But isn't like, it funny, like, and I said this to you a while back, but isn't it funny, though? You have red and blue, and then we have bloods and crips. Yeah. Red, bloods and crips yeah. are so That's, keep saying demoralizing. It. You know, they're terrible, but this politician stuff is just fine. But I sit back and I listen to people talk about Trump and Biden as if Biden was some hero to all people or some great man. And... He, if if you're it's gonna call like George Bush, like how they like you know, and the oh he's hugging Michelle Obama. Look at him, they're the best of friends. This dude just killed two million people in Iraq, and you're talking to him like he's a liberator. Yeah, like you know, it's like you you, you know Biden ran yeah. in uh, 80, 96 or eighty six or something like that, and he got mm. outed um, of the race because he plagiarized a, a speech from John F. Kennedy. Well, now he well, doesn't even plagiarize. He just end quote. Okay. Yes, yeah, parentheses, here. Like, <laughs> and stand here. Like this dude <laughs> is not there. You know, but I'm just yeah. saying. He just like, needs a better. I listen to the country, right? <laughs> if Trump would have read the teleprompter, it'd have been over. <laughs> if Trump would have, if, 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 you, you understand? If, yeah, if he, yeah, if he, yeah. if he yeah. listen. Yeah. And the thing that drives me so nuts about he would have had to have been a different person to do that, though. I think. Who? There's no way Trump's reading the telephone. Somebody just sent it, me a, yeah. a, a, a text and said that Trump just said that his daughter and daughter, his doctor enjoyed examining him when his enjoyed his body when he was examined. <laughs> <laughs> my body was the best. The doctor loves my body. <laughs> they love the body. Which, no better, stronger body than me. <laughs> <laughs> Which his body seems like it would be like marshmallows yeah. with moles on it or something. Yeah. You know, or something. Oh. <laughs> it's it's made out of Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he says things as if they're true is it, it, always funny. funny. Like, like to me, I just get a kick out of it because you know it's like if you like the only thing people that are Trump supporters still, I wish they just get out of their head is 
that this is not an image to portray as a president of the United Whereas States. A person- Regardless of, <laughs> I wouldn't want him as president of my country club. Like, let alone, like, this is not the guy. I don't care that, you know, people voted for him to shake up the system. He definitely did that. But the, the whole thing is, okay, let's move on from Biden and Trump and find, let's go back to trying to make America to be, this is a president <laughs> that maybe has some, you're so close. Honor. I want to say, you know, You're it's so, so close. To make America. <laughs> make America. Make America like the way like we, we want it to be, like, you know, without minorities. <laughs> right. You like, That's with, the plan. You like, make America. Oh, my God. What am I going to say? No. No, you know what I mean. Like, we're all yearning for that, like, mm-hmm. awesome, like, I just like to figure. have less taxes yeah. on, on, my, That's true. on my paycheck. You know what I mean? I like to have better health insurance. You're you're you know? possibly right. You're not going to find that perfect person. But yeah, I just like to have like pay less to the government, or maybe the government takes my money and does something good with it. Like, how about not having potholes everywhere? How about mm-hmm. having like things that that's serve impossible me? though? Like the government is uh, running a business, uh, and there's they're the worst no, business, and they ever. don't they're not going to downsize unless we force them. That's why January sixth was so important because it's just like, oh my god, this is our only chance to act up. Let's go ahead and do it. Because we're not going to get this chance again. Because if it was Marshall, but, uh, if it was Marshall marching with all those guns to the White House or whatever, that, everybody would have been shot. Every one of Marshall's people would have been shot. It's true. Yeah, well, I, agree. I mean, I just, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just, I was just it was, saying, you, yeah. you could look at the different reactions to yeah. like Black Lives Matter versus the insurrection. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean yeah, that, that's, you know, that's, what. That's, Regardless of how you feel about Black Lives Matter, I mean, you could clearly see the the reaction from authority was so different. And I think that what was stupid about Black Lives Matter is like when we were watching that whole Washington D.C. thing, like when I even went to Washington D.C. Why the hell is it spray painted on the road? Like it's like going over the top saying, "I'm not racist. I'm not mm. racist." Like why? Why everyone else got to be apologetic for the racist people that are in racism, and then and I understand the people that are like normal. Like why the hell does it have? Why do you even have to spray paint it on the road? Oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. You I've seen that. I mean? Yeah, it's I've seen that like, picture. Like yeah. you're going over the top. Like this. Get the issue. Understand the the understand what the thing is. Do something about it. Don't spray paint it on the road because then the racist people act up. Because look at them. Look at them putting it all over the road black lives matter mm-hmm. and that's the their attitude they come from so if you're trying to squash something quit doing stupid stuff like mm-hmm. th- that's it like you know you know that the racists are going to get a reaction from this so quit letting them react but this is why i think i think so different in mm-hmm. this and i think mm-hmm. that and and, not, and this is strictly my view and i know it's not going to be popular or anything like that but i i believe this i believe all this stuff was set up for a very specific purpose. I, I believe it. I believe I believe Trump disrupted a lot of things that needed to be disrupted. I, I believe that. I believe he, he was not a politician. He didn't operate like most people wanted him to or expected him to. I think he exposed some things that needed to be ha- that needed to happen. Yeah. I think that he did so to me, for me personally, he was the only president I've ever been able to relate to. In my life, whether he's racist or not, I, he was the only president I could relate to on decisions that I would make personally 
if I was in those same positions. The only difference is the one thing about Trump that people didn't like is how he responded to things or Twitter and all these other things and arrogance and all that stuff. And I get that. But I say this, though, because he walked in under a completely different light. He walked in under, they were, everybody was so convinced they had to prove his racist behaviors by everything he said and did and spoke on. And we know that, right? But it's, that's why I asked the question earlier about Joe Biden is that we've heard him speak directly to racism. Yeah. We didn't have no assumptions. We didn't have to find no different things that we assumed that was racist or had to put a racist connotation to. Because if anybody in here, we work in the drug field, everybody knows what's going on at the border is a problem because it's affecting us now. Yes. There's no way around that. Right. That doesn't make you racist by saying we need to do something about this group of people who are doing this. But but when you look at right now, what we're talking about, like. With, with Joe Biden, he blatantly has said he wanted things segregated. He want, He's locked up more blacks since slavery through the three-strike rule. We know this to be true. Yeah. But yet, we don't even try to speak on his racism. Because he worked under a uh, It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I don't and care that, who he that, worked under. That's, that's, that's what, the biggest cover. That's for, the, yeah, brainwashing. I understand, though, but yeah. we've seen this. And then all those black people that, who got in position and all this stuff got filthy rich yeah blm got filthy rich as if there was no way to, and, and i don't know this is why i get so mad at people it's like how do you not look at this and say that there wasn't a setup and i heard josh said if it was blm and what happened to blm i think it had to happen to get trump out of a second term oh yeah without right. a shadow of a doubt george floyd happened to get him out of a second term i don't care what anybody says I do care, but I'm saying this. To me, George Floyd was more staged than anything. Well, you know, you had you had things like that happening all the time, and I mean, they they have happened in decades. You know who taught Why the police officers uh, how how to do that to subdue people? Israel Defense Forces. They do that to Palestinians, kids, and mm. things like that to put their knee on their neck. This but is, I'm this saying is a you, training that's brought in through train or not, you know it like I do. Train like or not, you oh, know it like I do. I think that's a that's an awesome that's an awesome thought. Yeah, awesome fact. The, dude, it is. Everything is interconnected, mm. and you know the, the and that's the thing. Uh, and um, train or not, though, I said, yeah. you know it like I do. If somebody's sitting there with their knee on their neck, mm. and a a a white woman at that who's a nurse is standing there with her phone in your face, you move. You respond. Not if you know that uh, you're getting away with shit. That's all my the point. Time. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. It's just an everyday. This is just your everyday. This isn't an everyday arrest. Yeah. This is this was intentional, because nothing had an effect on the world like this one did. Even yeah, Doctor King dying that, yeah. didn't affect the world yeah. like this. Well, I think it was probably an everyday arrest, but they just made it into. Or do you think that it was? Oh, I think. I think. I think the whole was thing was I staged. Think it, I think it was. It, I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It served a major, a much bigger purpose than just the fact of a police police brutality or something else. I think so it served. So do you think they you sacrificed him? I think he was, yes. You don't not, think he was he like was, a crisis was, actor was, or it, I, something it, like, I um, mean, you're not saying he was like a crisis actor or something like it, it was all fake. No, not fake. I think it was staged in the sense 
They it took happened. that opportunity. They took to, an opportunity yeah. for somebody who didn't contribute to society. Mm-hmm. He was a drug addict. He was he had a fake twenty dollar bill. They took that opportunity to do something. And then Trump, you better speak. And if you don't, and in the country, you better respond. And if you don't, you're racist. And it exploded. Well, the into week, something week far before more. that, it was that Kyle Rittenhouser or whatever like mm-hmm. that right. that yeah. is going, and he got out scot free because the gun lobbying is so great, but. The timing of it is yeah. all impeccable. It, I mean, it's just all of a sudden Minnesota is going to hell. I mean, it was. It was just like, I, was like, I didn't know Minnesota was that volatile. Minnesota like, is going to hell. They legalized drugs yeah. in Oregon. And then remember I mean, Atlanta, there was uh, something going on down yes. there. They were like, and then they were like, what was that one group that everyone was like, uh, it was like the hippie group, the fascists or something. Like, and then they did. Some sort of stage shooting or something right. like that. In they Atlanta. showed in the BLM yeah. march in these marches. They showed yeah. bricks being laid in places. Yes, to uh, to, well. to start things. <laughs> and then the first time that when the first riot started, they said it was the the lady identified. It was her ex husband who was an undercover yeah. cop who mm-hmm. started the, the who broke the first window. And then the, so the, it's like yeah, you can't yeah, I've t- seen that. listen. To what I'm saying. So like everybody calls it conspiracy, but let's be realistic. First of all, no one in this room can honest to God tell me that Joe Biden. Is the 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 most voted for president in the, in the history? There's no damn way he beat out Obama. At, There's like, no first way. Term. <laughs> There's no way he beat a. I'm like, you mean to a tell me? A well-spoken, yeah. light-skinned yeah. dude. Yeah. That, that, that's what everybody, everybody says. voted for. Obama. Come yeah. on, bro. Everybody voted for Obama that first term. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't yeah. a uh, single. I didn't, but I didn't vote. But anyway, oh, <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I no, I didn't. But I but, think. I bet. But I think that's that's the issue. Is that. You know, part of it is you. They think you have to do things a certain way. One hundred percent. You know, and I think that comes down to, like if you I said speak, earlier, if I that speak for Trump. It's I'm, they're I'm, both the same. Like right, but if I speak for Trump, I'm Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you know Uncle Tom was actually the guy that helped all the slaves? One hundred percent. And it was it was the other uncle that was a bad guy. Yeah, Uncle Tom was uncle, great. What's his name? Uh, uh, gosh. Jeb. No, they. It's some name that's kind of like a. <laughs> Biblical name, it, well, well, whatever it is. I I got educated on that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, Uncle Tom was actually the Uncle Tom good did, guy. Did, did great work. Yeah, but yeah, but I would be considered that because of my views on Trump sure. and how I felt. And I, I and the reason why I Auntie felt Candace, that, <laughs> <laughs> but Uncle Ruckus. But I, <laughs> I feel this way though because um, I I can never buy into anybody's narrative. Just I mean I got to based on what I see and what I feel. Mm-hmm. And what I know is happening, and what I see, and what I've gone through in my lifetime, I've never had anybody in office that I felt like had my best intentions in mind. You know what I mean? I I've wish more had... black people would all of a sudden just be Republicans. They actually are, and like they, I just, they are I because just they're tired of being lied just, to. I just wish all of a sudden they woke up one day and said, "You know what? I don't care what I voted in the past. I'm and I'm not." Voting for Republican or Democrat, I'm just saying, let's just shake up the system. Vote for what you no. Vote for what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Vote for what what policies work. Don't vote for uh, position or who you think. When Joe Biden comes out, first of all, he did an interview with Cardi B. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden did. Yeah. And she talking the way she's talking. That's a black culture, right? But what is she talking about? I want to say free education. You're not in school. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on, bro. Like, you're not even talking. Like, like. Stop! You talking about robbing people as a stripper? Yeah, I right. Know. And you're yeah. telling him what you want to see done, and don't ask her to speak for us and, that, and or anybody. Second thing is, you know, you ain't black if you ain't vote for me. 
Well, that's the Democrats' like, whole uh, the appeal, right? If I can just get close to Jay Z and Beyonce, because they they're culture. <laughs> if I can just get close to them, then I'll be in with the blacks, right? Mm-hmm. And then if I can just get in with Ellen, then I'll be cool with the gays. <laughs> and then it's if true, I can yeah, just do yeah. like Optics. that's what they do. And the same thing with the Republicans. If I can just get with Kid Rock, I can be good with the trailer and, and, trash. Then, and then what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what's happened since? Our food is higher and our gas is higher, and yeah. more people more people are struggling than ever before. Yeah. These are facts, right? And then, but yet we're giving all this money to this Ukraine war. We're giving all this money to all these things. They said they gave out this. If you took the stimulus checks that every American got, they've given out over fifteen of them to Ukraine. Over fifteen of them. You're saying of all oh, the in money checks we've already given to Americans this past since COVID. Yes, we've given fifteen of those. Fifteen or more, to and they to, gave to them. five billion or million gallons barrels of, of barrels gas, of gas oil, I mean. to Ukraine and China and stuff instead of like Drones oh, and helping everything. our own supply. So whenever they got Shutting money for pipelines. wars, we can't feed the poor. That's the Tupac line. You know, it's like it is what it is. It, they always find the money for. It's like a college kid. And you always have money for beer, but you don't have money for. Books <laughs> it's also like this, like and I'll, even though I have uh, faucets that light up. I think <laughs> there there is a point where you've got to take care of your own shit. And, Facts. you know, you've got to... No one else is going to make money for you. No one else right. is going to take care of your body. Nope. No one else is going to mow your grass for you unless you pay them. You know, no one's going to do stuff for you. It doesn't matter if you're white or black or Facts. Pakistani or Asian or... like. And I think there is, like... We can, and I know you guys don't do this, but we can never say they do this to me. And, like, we got to get rid of the victim mentality in a way mm-hmm. because... Listen, I hate the government too, and I resent the government, and I hate that I have to pay all these taxes. I mean, to, even to buy a house, you have to pay yeah. three gazillion dollars to seventeen different companies to even get anything. But it's like, if you don't just like personal autonomy, you gotta hustle. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta hustle. hustle mentality. You if if hustle. you don't hustle, and if you're not putting it out there, like, but you, you got to do both. But you got to hustle. But you got to be able to. You have to address things accordingly too, right? Yeah. So, I'm, I, and I'm like you. I don't want to have a victim mentality, but I also understand. Like you've you've heard of redlining. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Red, redlining is yeah. how they they basically set up areas for minorities to live. Oh yes, yes. Right. Well, I found yeah, out. I did not. Next. I just found mm-hmm. out this too. Mm-hmm. Do you know they they redline in insurance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they redline in your health care, right? And and so, not saying that you want to play victim, but you also know how do I overcome these things mm-hmm. that are set right? So, and not trying to go back to race, but I'm saying like. That makes it far difficult to not stay oh, in a victim mentality. Yeah, I because agree. you can't. There's certain things like that entity is too big. My right? favorite thing you said this podcast is I'm tired of Jackie Robinson trying to be a Jackie Robinson <laughs> and everything. And I think that, but why we say that is because he overcame so much. Absolutely, and he still kicked ass. You know, and, and he still had to deal with, and he, and he would still see the same thing today that he mm-hmm. fought for back. Exactly, Doctor King alive today. Yeah. He'd be fighting for the same thing. If George, Flo- you know what I mean? Yeah. This the battle has not changed. I watched Rodney King when I was a kid. I saw George Floyd as an adult. It ain't going nowhere. Do you remember that movie, Pursuit of Happiness? Yes. Man, if I ever get down and out about myself and this and think I these things aren't going well, I watch that movie and I'm like, okay. I'm not trying hard I can't enough. even mess with Will Smith right anymore. I well, can't look at him the, the same. I don't feel the same way about him. I love him as an actor and yeah. all the things in the past, but... Definitely went too far. Is it because of the wife? L- listen, 
You can't thing. just come up and now just start apologizing doing your apology tour. You and Jada, there's that's a whole nother topic. Like something's wrong with you all. I'm just done with these people. Like any other regular man would have been arrested and shot on sight. Mm-hmm. You know. But the point of my yeah. thing is yes. pursuit of happiness is gratitude. You know, like man, I've, I, I, and you want to go slap your brother on stage. Christian, he must have been drunk and he's got his woman's got That's some right. major effects on him. He's having some marriage. Troubles. I don't know. And then Jada's like, I didn't do nothing to. Do. Set him off, like. Well, man. Yeah, but but when it comes down to is people have to, people have to, like, get, like you can't wallow in the the barriers. Like the only way is through for you. The only way through you is okay. Like maybe I have white privilege, but the only way through for you is like through it. Is through is is you know, and you're doing like you're doing those those classes. Like that's part of it. You know, if you're doing it in a company that is like I've worked at that company, mostly white. You know, you better bet it was easier for if, me. If know? all these people didn't die before us and all these things, like even, even through American history and how violent and crazy it is, if people didn't get on covered wagons and go across the land and kill Indians and do all this, like, I mean, it's amazing what 270-some years have done to a continent and how we've all kind of come together, even with all the faults America has, it's still a, um, a easier to live here yeah. than most other countries. 100%. Like you know, and that that's the thing I got to remember. The big picture is like, even though we're not, I think that's what totally, you're talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what Chris is saying. Yeah, and I and that's the thing. I do, I do have the gratitude too as well, and I feel. You know, it is regardless of how jacked up it is, yeah. the opportunities are still far different. I mean, poor. When I went to Jamaica, poor, poor in Jamaica poor. is not even it's not even the same conversation in the United States. Yes, right. No there floors. Is, poor. Yes, there's no opportunity to just go get a job at Burger King. Getting a job at Burger King and McDonald's honorable and respectable over there, where it's looked frowned upon here as a career, right? I hate to say that, but it is. So we that's what I was talking about even earlier. Our arrogance and some of the things that we have are far different. And that's why I was that's why I was frustrated with Brittany Grinder. Like our arrogance and our selfishness, I mean, if you can come back to the United States and get all the same stuff. It's Griner, by what, the way. Griner, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Come back and wait. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're back. But I'm saying come back <laughs> yeah. come back and do well, it. Well that Full four circle. hours later. <laughs> oh, yeah. three, three three hours later. <laughs> That's 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 my real that's the reality. Yeah. Come back to the United States where it is okay, acceptable, and do what you want to do there, and then go back to Russia and mm-hmm. play basketball. Get your money, come back. <clears throat> Just abide by the rule and, and fix it later. I mean, you can do that. And, and just like a pothead. Like, I can't do without my weed for two weeks. Like, you know. But then it's th- non-addicting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, when she got busted and caught, I was like, just like a damn pothead. Like, just leave it alone. Like, like just. But see, it's so easy to sneak weeks. those things yeah. usually. She got it in. Yeah, right? she got it in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, oh, that I've ever, not that I've ever done that in or anything. Jam- listen, but I'm saying let that. let you it get it in. It'll let you get it in. Like, how much is that cartridge? You can go home, buy a new one. Throw it in the trash. At the hotel, yeah. and then dip yeah. that. You can hide it. Right? She's not good at hiding stuff. Yeah, but I think resistance. I mean, what, is, does is, she have it out smoking it, like on the yeah. going through the scanner? Yeah, like put it in a. I imagine some Ivan the Russian like <laughs> let's check her. I think, it's, I, think it's, I thought it was more than just what we're talking about, like a little small amount. I thought she was trying to move. 
No, she, she ain't trying to move. I thought not bees. move. I thought I she was know. trying Let's to bring. I thought she was trying to bring a a, diff, a pretty decent amount. Nine years for a vape ain't gonna push cut a it. pee. Push you a pee. You know what I mean? That just ain't gonna work. It's got, <laughs> it had to be more than that. Um, that she was just trying to. But they back said that all she had like whatever grams or more than that. I don't, dude. Like seriously, no. That's why people are so upset. It's over a vape pen. Like you gonna give her nine years over a vape pen? I don't care what kind of laws you have. Like China even it was it Lavar uh, uh Burton no Ball Laval his son <laughs> stole some merchandise in uh, uh Lavar Burton where's that from is that Reading, Reading Rainbow, Rainbow. Oh, Reading Rainbow. Yeah. okay uh but his son got caught doing something and like he got him out and he was playing ball for Lithuania or something like that at that time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't. You know, the years. middle son who's. It was. Know, it was okay. It was. Uh, she had two cartridges. Two, one was point two point five two grams, and the other was point five grams of hash oil, totaling point seven zero two grams. Point seven. So that's less than a gram. Grams. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Nine years. Well, you know, it's all political. It's not. Forget, it should be, it should be yeah, a year yeah. per gram. Let's bring it down to seven point two. Yeah, at least a, yeah, at least a year for granted. I think like the but point- Russia wants you know what she's, she's such a high profile candidate. So Russia's like I want like their one of their big spies that's been America's been holding for a long time, and it's a uh, it's like and America's probably like crap. We gotta give this spy away over this basketball chick, and I know that's how they're thinking because that's what I would say. Like I mean, I, if I was president, I would already got her out. But listen, Putin. Cut a deal. Yeah. Me and you, we're going to make a deal. No teleprompter. <laughs> you know, because I don't do teleprompting stuff. This is all freestyle bars. Freestyle bars. Yeah. We will give you... Just you spit, you'd spit some bars at oh, Putin and... Then. We'll give you Kanye West. Give us back... <laughs> we'll give you Kim Kardashian. There's, this, there, there's this book that, I, cultural that, that, that I've read. It's have. called uh, The War of Art. And it's not the art of war, which is not Sun Tzu, but the, 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 this is a generic the, version. The war of art. <laughs> the and war what it talks about is like in life, there's resistance, and the more, the better you manage that resistance, you can overcome resistance the farther you get. And I think that's a problem mm. with, uh, like, I know for me, I face resistance all the time, but now I've like changed my perspective where resistance is the way. Yes. That's how you get where you want. If things are hard. That's the direction I have to go to get where I want to go. And mm-hmm. I've found that it works for me. I'm not saying I'm great at it all the time, but I, I feel like what we a lot of people lack is oh the hard way is the way. They don't they, they don't they, they kind of like, oh, it's this is not easy and they have when I talk to people mm-hmm. like I do online counseling it like all the time and it's like people have excuses, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. Like and I there's this thing I call terminally unique and meaning that people Oh, my situation is different than anybody else in the entire world, and no one else has ever had this problem. And that's bullcrap. You know, everybody's had the same problems in this world, and you, you, should, you listen to other people, and, you could, and, and you're not trembling. You, you, you can get through whatever it is, like whether it be an injury or a yeah, poverty or whatever. There's no mm-hmm. way. The, it goes back to there's no way I can change all these racist people. Right. I have to act individually. One on one and get through the day, and that's the that's it. There's, resistance after resistance. There is after no resistance. way that I can deal mm-hmm. with it. On I mean, because I mean, if they killed great people like uh, you know uh, Martin Luther King, then wh- who's Ossif? Like yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's like, and that dude was uh, he had some stuff, you know, and 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 
He had applied and everything. Like and like, so I'm gonna sit here and vent and cry about. Oh please, I'm just an Asian guy. You know, yeah, like yeah. you know. Just, well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't agree with that. I think yeah, that you, I, <laughs> I think that you are just as important and just as much influence as him. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I no, no, I'm saying I, you thank can, you about you, that, but you, know, but you just, can. Yeah, you just yeah. didn't choose that as your platform. Yeah, I know, but it's, that's that's true. These yeah. platforms the are different. Yeah. You just didn't choose that as your platform. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, there's nothing about, and, and we're finding more and more stuff out about Dr. King that was way off sure. from the, the actual cause. He was having when some he was fun. Yeah, out yeah. here getting busy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you got to get just, the stress <laughs> out of. Yeah, so I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, we all Somehow. are in the same boat. The problem is, yeah. we just don't take the same risk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they go out and do it. But also, at the end of the day, Dr. King was given that opportunity to do it as a platform just for this movement. At the end of the day, like I mean, and he was they, they could have killed he him was, a long time ago too. He like was allowed to, allowed to, because they they sure could have capped him off early. But now the I think problem, JFK, now yeah. Malcolm X was somebody. Yeah. You, you can't give him that momentum. Yeah, and that's why they're scared of Farrakhan. Yeah, right. You know, he's too intelligent. You know what I mean? And you got you got to but Farrakhan. I think it's beautiful how like Marshall, you you see every like resistance every day is I'm going to take people out to eat. I'm going to open up the door for people. I'm going to act different than people think, almost over the top to where people will, will notice that, oh, this, oh, all black people aren't, you know, whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, and I think that's in, that's important. Yeah. And in you with your business, like you, you, like I, listen, I've gone to you and you spend time on people. Like, Absolutely. Usually it's like a. Because uh, time is all I can give them. Yeah. If I can't give them anything in life, I can give them my time, and I think time is the most valuable thing we have it is. in, in yeah. life. It is because it's like all their because all this in healthcare, it's five minutes. The doctors bill, hand on the bill, door, bill, conveyor and, belt. And mm-hmm. what people ask for me is not necessarily. I know they have pain. I mean, right. chiropractic's easy to me. It's the this stuff up. Connecting yeah, you'll talk mind. to me about yeah. my life. You'll talk to me about what I'm stressed about. But on the about. flip side, just like with you, mm-hmm. who you are, from the first day we started this, you were just going to come in and bring microphones. Yeah. And now you are a part of this. And there's no way. We, we work. You're with us. This mm-hmm. is how this works. And then this guy, when I tell you, when I and I, and I, I mean this sincerely, Josh, I don't yeah. know if I've ever met anybody like Josh. One of the most, I mean, I have, but I'm, I'm saying like in a sense, he's probably one of the most genuine people I've mm-hmm, ever met in my is. entire life. Thank you, Marshall. And I'm telling you, like, when I say genuine, I mean, if he is, he wants to learn how, the, everything we're talking about, all this now, if, if if we could bottle that up and put it out here in the world, yeah. we're, we're completely different. From the day I met him, it's been simply one way. You're, I, you're a great guy, too. But I'm saying, I'm saying, but he wants... He wants to learn about everything. And me and him, have, we've had conflicting views on everything for a long time. A lot, <laughs> yeah, and we from do. the beginning. But yeah. the way that me and him conversate, and here's what's so amazing about this. Me and him started working together. I seen him all the time in Starbucks, didn't know anything about him. Me and him, we started working together, talking to him. And then we had these conversations. We didn't agree on anything. We had the best conversation. I said, man, we have- Give us an example. I, we, religions, agree? religious beliefs. We didn't yeah. have we didn't have the same views on that. We didn't have the same views what, on what religion belief. Do you he, have? he just went Christian? through. I, no, I'm well. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it, I am right yeah, now. It was right? like an really? argument. Just open minded. Had yeah. different viewpoints, and so, and even in the field we're in, like, I believe I don't believe in half the stuff that we we mm-hmm. shoot out every single day. 
Hmm. I, but I, I will I will educate people on it, but I also have a completely different belief. But in our conversation, I said, hey, bro, we need to go. We need to sit down and go to lunch. I want to have this conversation more with you. And that's what happened. And me and Josh start, we go to lunch. I mean, it's nothing. We'll call, hey, bro, let's eat. You know, I go to his house. I did his wedding, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, congratulations, we, man. And, and Thank we you. would go eat and just talk, man, and just have these conversations. And, and here's what's so awesome. He would go home and share with his family and friends, like, some of the stuff we've talked yeah. about. And then, or take something I might have said and take it to work and apply it. Yeah. I, and I'm doing the same. Well, and yeah, so, the, the and things yet that you all have nothing in common. You know, like, <laughs> right. you know, like, we, yeah. this is always the human interaction. Man, I, there's no way I could have nothing in common. He's a Trump guy. I'm a Biden guy. And then next thing you know, you're like, shit, we share the same kind of core values and beliefs and stuff. Absolutely. It blows my mind with yeah. Marshall because yeah. Marshall's dad was an insurance salesman. My dad was an insurance salesman. As insurance salesman. He was a preacher. I was a preacher. We both went into social work. We had something else too. It was. It blows my mind the, the things Your that were. Your secretary on. was Lincoln and his was Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is crazy though. Yeah, it is crazy. Similar. And then like even me and him, we worked together before. Yeah. What's Charles' and- birth date? <laughs> Just say the month. March. February. Okay. Oh, close. Oh, close. 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 Yeah. close. close. Are you a Pisces? Yes. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> you really are? That's why we yeah. get along. I am too. A Pisces. You're a Pisces? Oh, yes. Dude, we're all Pisces. Well, no. Nope. Oh. Capricorn. Had to be John. We got a Capricorn up no. in here. Okay. Maybe we Sorry, should guys. change the name to uh, the, the Pisces. The Pisces. Trinity. The Pisces pod. <laughs> the Pisces pod. That, that sounds like we're going to talk about something totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. We're going to talk about fishing today. <laughs> Astrology. <laughs> yeah. I, I went the fishing route. Bass. The bass this year biting because it's you fish. can't even do that accent. I'm so disappointed in you. Like, come on. I, I, I go over the top with it. Yeah. The thing about fish is... <laughs> dig deep, deep in your soul. Get to your roots. Get here. Arton. Say Arton. Arton. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, that was... But ultimately, like I'm saying, training like going, for back to, going back to Josh and... I feel about him and, and I'm trying to make it about me. Thanks, Marshall. And, uh, yeah, I wish Chris could catch what Josh has, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even that, I mean, the, the, like I said this, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll forever say it: what takes place in this setting has been nothing short of a, a miracle, been nothing short of amazing, and the conversations that we have, the way that we're able to do it, and literally walk out of here with a solid friendship. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's never been a time, no matter what we dif- disagree with, there's been a time that I walked out of here feeling some kind of way about any of you. And I think that's awesome. And Josh, this is an open invitation. You're more than welcome to be a part of this anytime um, you want to be. Um, I think it's Thank you, Marshall. a huge I, yeah. part of that, too. I, I think it's been awesome just sitting in here with you guys and listening to your thoughts. I mean... You know, I, I think there's really high-level thought going on here, like just what you all have to share. I mean, I think a lot of people needs to hear this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I continue to enjoy it. Sometimes I'm a little bit groggy in the morning, so I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> and he didn't bring us food again. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, it was 9 yeah, o'clock in the morning. It was 9 o'clock in the morning. I know that yeah. there's a breakfast at she makes that, that we she could. Makes. I guarantee. <laughs> so you want me to ask my wife, "Hey, can you cook for us again?" I'll pay for <laughs> it. No, it's like, she would do it, but it's just like I'm, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> understandable. Understandable. Yeah. Hey, understandable. I've, I've, I've been married before, hey, and that's a whole other podcast. Hey, I'm going out with my buddies again. <laughs> 
yeah. Yes. No, no, that that's never a point, you know, but it's a But yeah, I I every main goal is to educate people. And I hope that we're doing it in a way that it's uh very transparent and we're not perfect. We I know there's going to be a time where we put our foot in our mouth and 100%. we may have to mm-hmm. re- redacted or well i don't even want to redact it i just want to like correct the misunderstanding that's mm-hmm. from it because um but I, this can yeah, happen though yeah everywhere this right now could happen everywhere if people would take the time mm-hmm. yeah. that's the difference it is and that's time. what we're trying to say is the time and this is really what this podcast is about it's, it's about we're done complaining we're done being frustrated we're done arguing trying to figure it out we're going to put our voices in a, a position and our conversations and our friendship in a position to do something. This is action. This is all the things that we thought about coming to action right now. And the, the few people that I've had listen to it and, and sharing it have loved it. Have absolutely loved it. So where can they email us at? What do you mean? If you want to email us and say and make a comment or something. What's our email address? Um, wasn't it the conversation twenty four seven? The conversation twenty four seven at, at gmail.com. gmail.com yeah. So that's the conversation twenty four seven at gmail.com. If you want to send us something, please do. Uh, send us questions. Say Topics. something like if you want. If you want to say anything about what what any of us said or say that we were wrong. Um, and twenty four seven is two four seven. Two four seven. Yeah. Conversation. The conversation two four seven at gmail.com. gmail.com. And I'll put that on the uh, podcast thing, too. Okay. And if any of you want to, after you send an email, want to join, be a part of it, feel free to let us know that, too. We'd love to have people on with different opinions, different views. So we're definitely grateful for it. Once again, this is another episode of The Conversation, Understanding to be Understood. And And we we want an NIL deal. You can edit that part out. Yeah. Our, <laughs> NFT, our NFT is coming out. <laughs> I won't work unless I get an NIL deal. <laughs>